Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. This is 1690 AM WVON. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to WVON's original Friday night show. It's the Kendall Moore Show. We are streaming live, www.von.com. Listen, big shout as I always begin tonight's pro, as I always begin every night's program with my people from across the country who I work with day in and day out across the country. Uh, I want to start tonight by sending a big shout-out to my man out in Atlanta, Amara Kennedy. Amara, uh, just mad love, big shout. Uh, We have a very special guest who will be be our guest next week, the AIDS Healthcare Foundation. They're doing uh, a lot of work surrounding healthy housing and homelessness. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are not familiar... And I say this time and time again. The games that the orange one is playing right now, and we're certainly going to get into the antics about that, is leaving millions and millions of people unemployed, without money, and the next step when that happens, it's homelessness. Next week, we're going to have a tremendous show uh, with regards to the AIDS Healthcare Foundation and the Healthy Housing uh, Foundation. Um, uh, Amara Kennedy, big shout to you. Uh, we have a tremendous guest. We'll be shooting commercials for that later on this evening and talking about bringing on, and maybe I'll mention it a little bit to give people a teaser about that, uh, about who our guests will be uh, next week. But big shout to my man, Amara Kennedy, out there in Hotlanta. Big shout to my girl. Miss V also. Miss V is by way of uh, South Carolina, but she is now in Georgia. So I want to say big shout to uh, Veronica Briscoe as well. All right. Robin, how are you? Hey, how are you? Robin, let me say this. I'm very happy. Okay. And the reason I am. It's because you have on purple. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> this is one of my favorite colors, purple and red. Uh, do you know that purple? Yes. In the Bible, mm-hmm. in the Quran, mm-hmm. in the Torah. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Anything else you want to, in, in the in the universe, in the spirituality of everything. Every, all of that, Robin. It's all regal. You are living the proudness, the, uh, the, the epitome of excellence. Thank you very much. 
So you're looking gorgeous in there, right? <laughs> Thank you. How, how, how has your week been? My week is great now that it's winding down. Well, not winding down, actually. Uh, Sunday is my oldest 18th birthday. Whoa. Oh, oh my God. Now, is this the stepson? Freaking out. No, this is my oldest daughter. Your oldest daughter? Mm-hmm. Yes. Gotcha. Wow. 18. 18. Going on 26. Jeez Louise. <laughs> we are applying for colleges and scholarships and all that stuff right now. So, yeah, I'm in a state of deer in the headlights. All right. Well, listen, I know a, a lot of websites and people who work in, uh, in the field who, Come on can, through. who can help with all that. Come on through. I know, I know some of those. Uh, Does your organization have a grant? <laughs> A scholarship? We absolutely do. Uh, come on through. Yeah, boo. we do. There's a, there's, there's, oh, my God. <laughs> and and you talking so the AIDS Healthcare Foundation mm-hmm. absolutely does. The members of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity and Corp, we do as well. Come so, on through. Yeah, yeah. We Cute are dogs. all about man's, manhood scholarship, perseverance, and uplift. And we do not uh, take away from the women. They're included. Very good. Thank you. I'll be talking to you later. All right. <laughs> Have a terrific weekend. <laughs> What's that with? What up? What up? What up, man? Nothing, man. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. Look at you. Why is your watch orange today? Oh, man, you know. He loved that I'm experimenting. You know what I'm saying, Beretta? I'm experimenting. You know, everybody has all these nice, colorful watches. What's your polo on? I saw this one. Yeah, well, you know, well. That season is fast coming to an end, you know. But today, today degrees, you know, because uh, I started to kind of flip the switch a little bit. And uh-huh. I'm like, nah, I mean, you know, I ain't gonna just unleash it on them yet. Well, I'm glad that you did <laughs> not wear a turtleneck. Oh no, because it's 80 degrees outside. Exactly. Well, I gotta ask you this before I uh, uh, say what's up to Beretta. Yep, yep, yep. Who your boy on the west side who be cutting your hair? I saw you post on your Facebook. How do people follow you on Facebook? Because I was looking at your Facebook page. And your boy out there cutting hair. I'm a west side dude. Right, right, right. Help me with that. Where where he at? So check this out. That's my boy Dane. His barbershop is uh, A-plus cuts. Okay. It's located at 6278 North Avenue on the corner of North Avenue in Ridgeland. Here's the thing. Dame is not at that shop right now because it's funny you should mention that. Uh, I did a Facebook Live for him Saturday. Okay. Okay, and it kind of did pretty good. It did viral, you know, because that's my boy. He's been cutting my hair for years. Yeah. So uh, his barbershop is actually next to my alderman's office, Chris Talaferro of the 29th floor. Ah, I see. And for some reason, his shop was closed down. Tuesday, he said. The Your police, boy shop? Yes. We got to talk about that. Yeah. So you know, I I said I wasn't gonna mention it, but, but, but you, the hell, I mentioned it. Like, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm I'm trying. He said it was a zoning thing, and he says it's a thousand feet. His his shop is a, a thousand feet. Man, he black within a thousand. It, it, stop, quit playing. We're we gonna leave Well, he black. The zoning committee said that, but I don't understand. Here we go. We ain't even get. We we haven't even gotten out of election season, and we already on this. Hey, we talking about that later on tonight. Shout out to Dane, though. Shout out to Dane. Beretta. Hello. What's going on, girl? Everything and not enough, right, Will? Not enough. <laughs> no, you need your own moniker <laughs> with that now. Not Everything enough. not You can't be bar- barring no, everybody that, else. That's all right. I, all my monikers have profanity, so I have to, so I have you, to rethink you, those. You're the savage. <laughs> I got to rethink it. All right. Okay. It's still 6 p.m. So <laughs> <laughs> too early. <laughs> it's too early. It's 4 o'clock somewhere in China, though, right? Oh, yeah. Something like that, that's 4 a.m. Right. And right. they drinking sake. That's right. Beretta's in the building. What's up, Delvin? What up, though? Hey, listen, man. I'm going to talk. You know what? I'm calling Samantha. When I, As soon as we go to commercial, <laughs> right. I heard you and Samantha this week here at VON, and y'all show completely out, Delvin. 
<laughs> Why? Why? Because everything that y'all be talking about. Oh, well, that's what we do on that show. It, it don't matter who phone on. That's not me. Don't look at me. It's Wait, a violation. It's a ten dollar violation it, right there. It is, and they're gonna put it in the job. Brother Delvin always on the ones and twos, folks. He is always here Monday through Friday. Samantha, of course, Samantha Thomas is my sister. She's here uh, Monday through Thursday from six to nine, and I am here. Every Friday night, it's the Friday night show. Don't touch the dial. When we return, of course, we're talking about Pence. Of course, oh. we are talking about that fly that landed on his head. <laughs> we are not only going to be talking about it, we're going to be discussing the trial of Mike Pence. Mm. Because that's what it was to Wednesday night, the, the trial of Mike Pence. He was on a, yeah, he was in court. And he was taking the task. The prosecutor. That's right. She got him. <laughs> that's right. My sister. Yep. It's Kendall Moore Show. He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore. Radio for the next generation. On the talk of Chicago. 1690 WBON. One, and it comes to two, to the three, and four. Then I drop the beat I have in store. Lay the lyrics on the top like a rod. Make it sound smoother. Later, make a dub. Enunciate well. Hey, welcome back, folks. It is the Kendall Moore Show every Friday night, 6 to 9. Of course, we stream live at WVON.com. You can also hit me up live on Facebook, the Kendall D. Moore Show. The Kendall Moore Show live on Facebook. You can see what's going on behind the scenes as well. 591-1690. That is the number to connect. Big shout to the beloved Community Family Wellness Center, They're going to be hosting a free COVID testing and a mass care package giveaway. That's happening tomorrow, October 10th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m., 2233 West on 79th Street. For more information, make sure you hit up my girl, Asia, Metcalf, 773-651-3629, or visit bcfcw.org. Big shout, beloved Community Family Wellness Center. Get, make sure you guys come on out there. I think I'm hanging. I know I'm hanging out there tomorrow. Will, you out there? I will be there. Yes. West, uh, uh, I was about to say West Side, Will. Don't, and then, I'm about uh, to say, don't say, say West Side, Beretta. Don't, don't curse her. Beretta, you're not the West Side. So. Never know she liked the West Side. She always talking about the West Side. No. On Women love West Side I like men. I avoid That's the West Side. Ask That's my like. wife. My wife is like, <laughs> I can do. I could not. Nicole Mary Moore. That's right. If you are listening, you know. Matter of fact, let me go around the studio real quick. I know Nicole Mary Moore. I'm checking that off for my wife. She loves <laughs> West Side men. Right. I am going to check it also off for Robin. Robin is your your your, your guy from the West Side. Not my current guy, but I've dated a few <laughs> from the West Side. Really, really like him. All right, see, see her, her face lit up. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. son's mom is from the South Side. Bless your heart. Got it. No. West Side? No. Give me a south side. What? Dale, west side. My wife, 
loves her a Southside man. She married a Southside man. Thank you very much. Well, that's okay. Smart Hopefully, woman. God let her do better next time. Because uh, <laughs> everybody makes mistakes. No, you're everybody the boy. You're my makes boy, mistakes. Yeah. All right. Oh, Turning the page, Isaiah to I. What up? What's going on? Listen, as we were doing introductions, I failed to come around to you because as we were doing pre-production today, we had very interesting conversation, and I guess we can go ahead and uh, start having this conversation as it relates to where we are right now in our in the community and what's going on with uh, President Trump. Let's go. What do you want to know? <laughs> where like, do we start? <laughs> <laughs> where do you really start? I mean, I mean, as soon as I mean, he doesn't want to. He wants to basically infect Biden at this point. He's refusing to do the second debate, um, which is scheduled for the fifteenth, which is next Tuesday. Um, so he's doing that, and then you have Kamala and Pence, you know, their VP debate. And Kamala, you know, she's a prosecutor. She's, you know, her past is her past, and I have some issues with that, but she did kind of, her and Pence had kind of a different feel than uh, Trump and Biden had. It was kind of more, it was a little bit more civil, a little mm-hmm. bit more, uh, but they were trying to be as clear and concise as they could be. They didn't talk too much over each other. Pence did go over his time a lot, um, and he had to be like, you know, thank you, Mr. Vice President, from uh, the moderator. But it's it's difficult to watch because a lot of folks are feel like they're settling for Biden and definitely don't want Trump back in the White House. Five nine one sixteen ninety is the number. Thank you for setting the stage for that. I got to turn it over to, of course, Westside Will, what? our political guru around here. I don't know about guru. All right, so Isaiah, what I got. listen, Isaiah set it up. Right, right. Um, right. Will, what, what are we doing? What's going on? I, did you watch the same thing I watched? I watched it. You, you know what? It. Shout out to my boy James Robinson. He's an attorney. We call him White Chocolate. And he is actually, he white? He's white. <laughs> James Robinson. So, so, how do you get white chocolate, though? We call him white chocolate. I've known him for over 10 years. Listen, we call all of this stuff that's going on, <laughs> and we giving the white boy the chocolate. He all right. <laughs> he gets the pass. Just because the white boy's eye. Right. You pass. know how many white boys I played with in football? He gets the pass. Okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 pass. All right, let's get to the point, though. So so, so what I was saying, he he basically hit it on the head on my blog, my Facebook blog, that, that uh, Kamala Harris was going to come out on top because she was going to – do the uh she was gonna do the attorney thing on him, you know. She actually put Mike Mike Pence on trial, you know. Um Mike Pence of course was a congressman and, and then was the governor of uh of um Ohio. I mean uh, not Wisconsin. Ohio, Wisconsin. No, no, Indiana. 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 Excuse Indiana. me, Indiana. Sorry, 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 Indiana. So he was an experienced debater and the thing is I don't think he was used to going up to uh, get Did the Ku Klux Klan begin in Indiana? <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. No, yeah. I just yeah. want to yeah. make, just yeah. for yeah. A, histor- a historical yeah. standpoint, yeah. Boom. I just wanted to ask that question. No, they did. All right, for those they who did. listen to the Friday Night Show, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, she, she kind of, like, like last week, she kind of shook him like, uh, like President Trump was shook last week. You know, she put him on trial. He evaded the questions that were asked of him, and then what she did was she she turned it around prosecutorial style and accused him of doing this and this and this in collaboration uh, in collaboration with the president, President Trump, uh, crimes against, I guess, the republic, irresponsibilities against the republic. You know, when it came to the coronavirus, when it came to the economy and people out here not having any money and the homelessness, I mean, she really took him to task to the point where, of course, he got long-winded, right? And they kept telling him, well, sir, you know, your, your time up. Did he, did he go outside of who he really was? Because, you know, he calls his wife mom or something right. like that, mama. Well, he's uh, he's very religious. Or mother. Man. No, he calls his wife mother. He calls his wife mother. And that's I guess like more What does that have to do with religion? Well, that's well, what, it's, what, but it's kind of odd, religious though. man. I think. 
he's a very religious man. Well, he well, has well, admitted well, that. No, they can't hear you because you ain't no microphone, but I get your point. Himself. He is an evangelical himself. And uh, that's what he calls his wife, and I guess his wife calls him father. But you bring up a, a very Not interesting point, though, because what yeah. the polls are currently showing right now is that Biden is leading by a lot. We know we don't we don't want to believe that because right. the same thing we saw happen with uh, Hillary. Right. But when it comes to e- the evangelicals, evangelicals those those people and there's no shade please i'm not trying to disrespect anyone right but it's so interesting to me that trump can do all of these things that he wants to even in christian people's eyes and they still will vote for him kendall how christian can you be allowing this type of behavior which is why i be trying to tell black people man stop listening to these damn pastors it's religion and fear that's what they use oh my god we gotta take a break when we come back beretta you pick up the mic we'll we'll finish we'll 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 start with you it's kendall moore show 591 1690 let's get it kendall moore on the talk of chicago 
Nicole told me that the fly has their own like Facebook page. I was like, yep. honey, <laughs> you, you got to be that? kidding me. I'm like, who? The fly and, and the fly has more followers than me right oh, now. Will I, I'm I'm like I'm I'm a little perplexed. But uh, getting back to you, uh, Beretta, talk to me about this. What is going on with the? Uh, you know, how you feeling about this? I think God makes no mistakes, and that fly knew where he was going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just say that part. But as far as the debate is concerned, I feel like Pence didn't do his homework. He thought he was going to run her in the mud, and she mm -hmm. gave him a run for his money, and I don't think he was prepared. Mm. He wasn't ready. But the thing that I noticed is a lot of people expect black women to be aggressive, but then they mad at black women for being aggressive. Yes. But then right. you only respect black women when they're aggressive. Yes. So yeah. all of the memes and the comments and the feedback that I'm seeing is everybody, oh, she went in. That's a black mother. You didn't know that face right there. You know, we know what that means. She was ready to go. She wasn't taking no mess from him. But then when a black woman asserts herself, she's being too masculine right. or That's she's huge, doing too much. That is a huge topic, Beretta. Yeah. It really I, is. I think a lot of people expected her to do that, and she didn't really do that at all. She was very controlled. Because Kamala, understood what she could, her children she are white. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and here's the thing. Like I said, Real she's talk. a prosecutor. She's a, the lead prosecutor for, for the state of California, and she brought a lot of people to trial, and that's basically what she did. She, she brought him to trial. She was prosecuting, and she was deliberating mm -hmm. to us the jurors, which is America. Will, does it make a, does it make a difference? And uh -huh. before you answer that, uh, Beretta, back to you. Mm -hmm. One, for black women. Mm -hmm. Is Kamala, is her presence, is it too overbearing for white America? That's my question. Hear me out. Let mm -hmm. me finish my thought. Black women are the most intelligent people on this planet. I don't make this up. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. They are the most intelligent because they have the most degrees. Not only that, I don't even want to get into the, the Sufi wears, and they're going to call me. You know, they, they wear the Koofies. I'm sorry. Koofies. Yeah, yeah. They, and the they're going to call me. Yeah, 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 brother Kendall. Yeah, brother Kendall. Right. The point that I am making, though, right. at the end of the day, uh -huh. right now, 2020, when it comes to the sisters, why is it? And or back to the original question, and that is, is she too much for white America? If you're trying to appeal to white America, who wasn't necessarily already sold on this pair, then she might be too much. Right. But if you're taking her as she comes, taking her how she is, her her track record, her personality, her experience, if you're taking her as she is, then you're like, OK, this is exactly what I expect from her. And I'd be disappointed if she didn't deliver this. But if you're trying to appeal to, for instance, these suburban white women that Trump is trying to make afraid that we're moving into the suburbs, sure. you might lose those people. Yeah. Because they already try to over-assert themselves because they are not, maybe intimidated. That's the uh, impression that I get, is they're intimidated by black women. So if you find a strong black woman, you're not going to win those people who are already intimidated. But why is it always black men who are always talking about black women are too powerful or, or too black of, Only as a Only betas say that. Alphas don't say that. You know what? Because I, so, I certainly don't say it. I do not, I do not, I do not. And I'm telling you, when I get home tonight, I'm probably going to have to uh, – Wrestle in an alligator pit with my wife. All right. <laughs> okay. Sounds well, so, exciting. <laughs> so going back, going back, go, go, go well, ahead. Well, you know what? Um, the, the black woman, all, part of that comes 
And then the other part, too, from, but go from ahead. From slavery. The black woman has been stereotyped all these years. From and the, it's from 2020, being the mammy, even from Michelle Williams. Right, from being the mammy, Hattie McDon- McDaniel on film, mm-hmm. Gone with the Wind, the bl- Esther Roll, uh, Good Times. But do you the get the question, woman, though? Yeah, I, I understand totally what the you're saying. The question, so let me repeat it again, right. and I want, I want to say this so that we everybody is understanding what I'm asking. Is it because the black woman is now... She's been that. She's showing her dominance and now. now but she did her. it on a national stage. Right. I've always been of the uh, the, the opinion mm-hmm. that the white girls hate that black women are smarter than them. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to lie. And I'm going to say that again. Mm-hmm. And I don't say it with menace behind it. I don't. But I'm just saying sisters, they carry themselves a little bit different. And it's all they the sisters get deferred to by white women. But out loud, see, the white women want the acknowledgement, though. You see what I'm right. saying? I, I personally feel that anytime you have to work 10 And it ain't a white and black woman harder. thing, though. I'm just saying. It's, it's not. For her it's to show grandpa. There's a lot of privilege in that because they say the average person when it comes to jobs, you know, y'all joke about me with jobs. They say the average person well, you got when a it comes million, to you know. jobs have about 20 jobs during their lifetime before they find they feel. I can imagine when it comes to an African-American, especially a woman, she probably has double that. You know, because a lot of privilege comes with the opportunity and things as such. So you have to really look at it like that. You know, it's a lot of opportunity. And the thing is, when uh, a person that, that comes from uh, society and they've been stereotyped kind of uh, deflects uh, not, or not reflect what other people feel they should be, yeah, you, you can see that intimidation there. So I totally understand what's going on. But she has to work 10 times, 20 times, 30 times harder. From what I understand, and I want to bring you back into the conversation, Beretta, but we'll, you know, we, we're doing six o'clock, so of course it's political. Uh, the I make sure that you uh, uh, chime in on this. Okay. Um, most people have voted. California, early voting. Right. Uh, Ohio, early voting. Here in the state of Illinois, early voting. People have made up their minds already. For those who are in, uh, so people who follow me, they know I'm an independent, but um, if I have not voted at this point, then what is it, did that debate sway all of those who have not voted at this point? And before you answer that, mm-hmm. I got to put this out there because we ain't got enough time on the show to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I want to I wanna know what people think about this too. Mm-hmm. President Trump uh, and him having COVID. Right. <laughs> Right. Like we ain't really had a chance to really talk. We talked. I think we talked about it last week right. for a quick tick. Right. But the reason that I put that in the mix is because now you have um, the uh, uh, the governor of Michigan with me with the domestic terrorist plot. Mm-hmm. There were sixteen of them white boys mm-hmm. who were trying to kill this white woman. Here's my question: because right. we're talking about women, right. if they don't have a problem with killing that white girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None whatsoever. It was 16 of them right. that the FBI, they only charged 16. Who knows how many it was? And they came to her vacation home. To get her. And right. then you heard what Trump said about that. Stand back and stand by. So I'm back to the the, the Kamala. Right. I'm, I'm back to Kamala. Right. Do you, do you know how they feel about our sister? Mm-hmm. 
Do you want, know how they feel about I, I don't our? Think, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to paint this picture for everybody. Think, I don't want to think but like that. Do, like do y'all? No, if they gonna like do that, that to the white like girl said, in I Michigan, why, but like, you have what to do y'all cautious. think they think about Kamala? Right, right. You gotta be cautious about that. So yeah, five nine one sixteen ninety. That's the number to connect. Let's go to Cliff. Cliff, how you doing? Well, thanks for taking my call. Listen, family, talk about the respect of the black women. Let me just say this before I get to the the, the issue. Black women are disrespected and oppressed in the black church. Oh, so black say that. that don't Please say that. Yeah. So, so, so it's, it's systematic, and we got to do better as black men in supporting our sisters. And so with that being said, even with that, our sisters need the protection of our black men. So we need a man up, man, and protect our community, protect our women, protect our families. We need to do better as a black man all across the globe. Does that make a little bit of sense, brother? Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. I'm out. All right, love. 100% with you. All right, folks, got to take a break. When we return, we'll take the rest of the calls. Of course, it's the Kendall Moore Show. When we return, uh, let's get into all of these damn uh, militia groups. Yeah. And how in the hell President Trump is going to call Black Lives Matter? President Trump called Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization. It's the Kendall Moore Show. He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Baby girl was draped in Chanel. Said she loved Tupac but hates him LL. Welcome back. 54 minutes after the hour, it's the Can Do More Show. All right, make sure that you're checking us up, checking us out on Facebook Live. If, in fact, you have missed any of our shows, or you just like West Al Will's voice. What up, what up? Or Netta Beretta's voice. Hello, or my face. Check, or your face. I think even better. The money shot, baby. The money shot. <laughs> or the eye, Isaiah. Make sure you check us out at the Kendall Moore Show. Our pa- our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Big shout out to David Woodson for watching us on Facebook. Five nine one sixteen ninety. That is the number. All right, as we get pre- as we prepare to go to the next hour, I want to continue this conversation, but I do want to get everybody else prepared for the next conversation. We have to talk about the fly next hour. Yeah, we got to talk about the fly. We're going to leave it right there. At 7 o'clock, we're going to talk about the fly, Will. Okay. We're going to talk about the fly, Beretta. We're going to so talk about questions. the fly. <laughs> I have so many questions. A damn fly. That is, it, that is incredible. 
I promise you that is incredible to me. So I, I, I gotta I, I, at least let me say this thing. Let me let me say this. Earlier today, six times the president's uh, spoke spokesperson wouldn't say that when Trump tested negative. They were asked six times, six times, hmm. and could not say when Trump was tested negative. He has now said that he's not going to do the next debate. He is now saying that he's going down to Florida and hmm. Pennsylvania and doing what he typically does. At what point do we finally say enough is enough? Here's the thing that th- 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 this is the problem that I have. Illinois has typically been a blue state, real talk. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking to people in Illinois, they happy that we're not talking about them. <laughs> I, the politicians are. They like, please keep Kendall on Trump, because when when this election is over, I'm definitely turning my eyes to some of them aldermen, some of them state That's reps, and some of them uh, state senators. I'm going to have an issue. I, I got tremendous issues, but right now I, won't ma- I want to make sure that everybody is voting. But right now I am. I'm focused on making sure that people get to the polls. Mm-hmm. Isaiah, as a Z, that's the, the end of the alphabet. What will it take for our young people to get out and vote if they have not already? I mean, right now if folks don't are still, like, in between. It's hard to figure out if they want to be in between or not, but also, like, just getting them to the polls and, like, getting them to vote. It's just a matter of different kinds of outreach because, like, you know, television ads are normally the way that was usually done to appeal to people. Not everyone. No one is watching TV and, like that. And that's, that. like, the TV is not the we're same watch, We're streaming. And we're streaming everything. On Bond so TV. So now you got to go to different ways, and now you have social media outlets kind of doing that. You see a lot of celebrities promoting voting and, like, making videos and all that kind of stuff. And it's just popping up all over the place. I mean, you see Instagram and Twitter. They have as soon as you log in, like the algorithm that says, you know, are you registered to vote? Register right, to vote. Click right. this. So it's really easy and accessible now for you to do it. So if you haven't even registered to vote or plan to vote when everything is right in front of you, I don't know what else you could really do. Because every kind of market that you can tap into is have made people really aware about voting and all that kind of stuff. Please allow me to ask this question. For the Zenners, the 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 Z is the last alphabet of the, al- the, the, the last That's letter right. of the al- What will it take? What is it going to take for you all to galvanize the same way that everybody galvanized for the Obama campaign? Really? They didn't galvanize for for Clinton, for, yeah. for Hillary. And I already know, I, I think I've done a, I, I did a dissertation on why they didn't galvanize for, for Hillary. Bill had something to do with it, Obama, all, that whole part. I, will, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so what, one of the things With the Obama young folks, did though, many we, of we, the we got people, one minute. Many of the people you see today who are really doing things today, they worked for Obama. They, they were the millennials. They worked for him, and he spotlighted them. So now they, go, they have gone on to do uh, other things. They become managers and directors. They've been very successful. So that's how you get the zennials. That's how you get any generation involved. You put some people in place that generation to bring in those individuals and you spotlight them and let them get involved you know a lot of organizations around chicago don't have young people involved only a few of them do and that's the key to getting these young people to vote you got to get them involved they want to be involved and put them in charge they're the future you we're not going to be here forever we're not going to be here forever man you know i only probably got 20 maybe 30 years on the planet hopefully i get 30 but i'm just saying 
we got to start getting these young people involved and giving them responsibility. They want to get involved, but they're like, hey, and understanding that you they got can people make a holding on to it for so long because they're scared it's going to get taken away from them. We got to get out of that. You're listening to Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation, on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. In the club with my homies, trying to get a little VI, keep it down on the low key. here on this Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. If you guys are first-time listeners, we play uh, a, a plethora of different type of uh, music here at the Kendall Moore Show. Tonight just so happens to be 90s night. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. yep, yep. And we're in the like studio it. like I just like jamming. Yep, yep. <laughs> Real talk. All right, 591-1690, is the number to connect. Make sure that you are out at the beloved Community Family Wellness Center tomorrow. We are hosting the COVID testing. It's a mass care package giveaway. It's taking place from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m., 2233 West on 79th Street. Hit my girl, Asia, Metcalf, 773-651-3629, or visit bcfcw.org. All right, so we got a, a couple of people on the phone line tonight. Uh Brother Hall, we're coming to you in just one one moment. <laughs> so much has taken place here in this last week. WVON, we, uh, you know, VON, we got, we have tremendous hosts. And if you're not tuning in, make sure you start with my girl, Perry Small, is what they call her, y'all. She's awesome. Uh, she does the 9 to 12, the midday show. Perry is absolutely off the chain. Make sure you're checking out my girl, uh, Kim. Uh, of course, my man, Maddie Matt. They're doing the three to six. And, of course, Samantha Talks. That's my girl. Uh, I don't know when she's coming back from Cancun. I don't know how many damn pictures. I don't know how many pictures, Delvin, that she's going to post on Facebook and Instagram and on Von TV. She's I back know from she's Cancun. back, she, but I'm just saying. She's, in, she's, out, she's already here. She's been back all week. I oh. know, but I'm just saying, though. Like, I'm just yes. tell Sam, you know, like, okay. We get it. We get it. You don't post your pictures until you come back from your vacation. You don't post your pictures while you're on vacation. That's why you tell people to come and bring it to your house. You post your pictures when you come back from vacation. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They may yeah. think you're gone and come yeah. while you're in the house. I okay, like that I see. And you have the 45 ready. That's all. That does it equal 380. I know I will. Well, girl, Samantha, make sure that you guys are checking her out every uh, uh, Monday through Thursday from 6 until 9 p.m. And listen, I also want to mention to make sure that you guys are checking out Von TV. Von TV, streaming service, WVON, we're doing big things. Check out the show. All right, 591 that is the number. Let's get to the fly. Oh, yeah, but look, man, look, look, we got to talk about the fly, man. I Big shout, James soul. Turner. What up? What up? One, I, of, one of the guys I play football with all right. in what's high up, school. James? But okay. what, what's going on with the fly? I got so many questions, man, because here's the thing. Why is the fly about, thing, Will? Okay, for me, it's this, because I know we've been seeing a lot of memes and everybody making jokes about the fly. and, and But see, biblically, <laughs> the fly. <laughs> Why you laugh, though? How the hell you go to the, the Bible <laughs> No, with the no, fly? because this is a good Why question. Listen laugh? to me. Oh, Listen to me. God. Biblically, the fly means pestilence. Come on, y'all have seen pestilence? the omen. Yeah, y'all have seen the omen. Y'all, y'all have seen the exorcist. You've seen all the possession movies, and what happens? Before anything go down, it's always fly some comes. flies at the window or some flies in the room. <laughs> or some fly- That's what it means. It's pestilence. What I want to ask the evangelical and the spiritual community, Ooh, all the churchgoers, is seeing that. How does that make you feel? Are you going to? Are, are you taking that as a sign for God? Are you? Uh, well, how do you feel about that? What does the are you fly mean landing him? on his head? And then? It, sat there, it sat there like a pet. Like you know, if I he call, a, feel it. if it I call a hawk to my arm. And it just comes to my arm, and it sit on my arm. <laughs> it sat there, and I'm like, "Wow!" It means his scalp stank. It didn't That's move. What it means. I don't, man. His hair look, dirty. I don't know. He dirty. Look, his but do you funky. take that as a sign from God? Do you? Some people will say you? it's a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? Spiritually, I'm asking all my Bible thumpers. I'm asking all my evangelicals out there, all the people who are really in tune. How do you feel about that? I want to know how you feel. Five nine one sixteen ninety. I got shook. I thought I was watching that Damien is and the Big Omen. shout to Joy uh, Woodfork from uh, Facebook Live. Uh, Joy is saying that the, the fly doesn't lie. All right, I, <laughs> we're gonna go Joy. to the phone line in just one second. But is it? Is it? Is I think it, it, there's but, no coincidence. But if you're a spiritual person. In biblically, that's what it means. Flies. I mean, uh, pastors, the eye. please come on, man. And tell me. Come on, uh, them. Come on, help me with People this. are making jokes. Beretta, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. What, what do you think? The fly, does it really make a difference? Will it make a difference in the outcome of the election? But once you is see it that? a spiritual? So when we talk about spirituality when it comes, right. to, when it comes to the orange one, I ain't even calling the president. Mm-hmm. When it comes to him, we talk about him being the, the antichrist. Yeah. So now he got his underling. And then there's a fly that flies in and lands on his head. Big shout uh, to Melody Span Cooper. Uh, I was following her Uh uh, Instagram page. And she was swatting. Oh, I, I saw, saw that. that. Hilarious. <laughs> I saw that. She was swatting the, t- she you was swatting the TV. You see, I was like, Melody, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, going to you, Barbara. I don't know. Even if you take the spirituality out of it, because a lot of people will say they're not religious, right? When was the last time you had a fly just sit on you? In the city, It'll land move. and it will move. That fly sat there. We're going to swat So let's flies. just think about this. Well, maybe he didn't feel it. Yeah, but he's not of this it. earth. No, Did his master know. call it or something? <laughs> Sit. No, but Sit seriously, flies, flies are very... <laughs> flighty right they will right. not sit so, around they will move when you move that fly sat there you have to think that there's something 
There's something going on here. It's not just a coincidence. <laughs> Thank you, Delvin. Mm. <laughs> so here's here, but but here's my next question though, and I say this because it, it it's a real question. People talk right. about it in the barbershop, and I I do not want to offend anybody. I don't. Oh, go ahead, offend someone. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Because right. they say a lot of stuff about black people too. Uh, yeah, yeah. They say you know non-black people are nasty. They say non-black people are nasty. Oh. Is that the best better well, way like, to say it? Well, like I mean, life I and everything some, like that. I know some non-black people who are not nasty, so let's put that out there. Uh, right. But at the same but time, I, I'm there just trying to be like politically to, correct about there's this. There's something to this fly sitting. I, on his I, head. You know, I travel I, I a lot. Some, I, I, I travel a some lot. Some people for said my it was his hair gel. That he had too much hair gel, got stuck on his yeah. head. No, I'm saying I travel a lot for my job. So when I'm in and out of airports, that's what they were throwing out there. I'm not washing. If they're not washing their hands, I'm washing my hands, and I see them, and they're not washing. In their hands right. and or right yeah you know, I, I, I gotta bring it up and, and, and does that bring flies i mean it depends on what's on your hands you know that's what i'm saying flies are attracted to a certain stench type of stench you know what i'm saying but they're attracted to any type of stench you can put some meat on the counter and wash it off it's so raw meat to me they'll come because they're it. always talking about how how much black people stink you and know, how much black people don't take really? care of their bodies. Really? They say that? Miss, no know. one in history ever said that. Oh. <laughs> black people taught the white Europeans how to be. They yes. do. They taught them. Yes. Right. Okay, Moors. Yes. Shout out to the Moors. The Moors. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, so, yeah, but like I said, that's my question, man. That's All right, let's go, really let's, let's go to the phone line. Brother Hall, how are you? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Thank you, Brother Hall. Brother Hall, I know you're going to answer that question for me. You know, yeah, go ahead, Brother Hall. Okay, thank you, man. First of all, hello to you and to all your guests there, Kendall. Uh, I know I've met with some brothers today uh, throughout the barbershops, and I'd like to give a shout out to the barbershops who are doing half cut haircuts and some for free. Brother Hall, do me one favor, though. If you can, I'm I'm going to allow you to do that, uh, but do. I won't name names. I won't name names. Name the shops. Give them, give them, give, give oh, them their shouts. Give them their shine. I, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah, Brother Hall. I don't, yeah, I actually have too many to name, so I don't want to leave any of them out. But let okay. me just say this, brother, from the south to the west side, they're doing good work. If you really want to hear the drum beat of the black community, go to the barbershops, to the salons, mm-hmm. because actually they have it. Trust me. That's where all the people are. And I, and I must tell you, Kendall, there are a lot of young folks. I don't want to count them out. They're stepping up to the plate. They realize the seriousness of that anti-crisis. You guys called them earlier. You're, you're, you're right on target. Uh, let me just also say this, Kendall. Your show is so important, brother. We all sit back and listen. We try to give our young folks their show. Cause this is their show. Mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I, I do want you to know that we listen to the Kendall Moore show. This is a good show. You guys are always chopping it up. You're giving us good information, what we need to do. And I'm so glad to hear you say, brother, after we get through with Donald Duck and company, we're going right after these uh, some of these Democrats who have also been complicit and 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 shaming exactly. us and not stepping up to the plate. Exactly. Right, right, right. So count me in on that, my brother. Anyway, we can sit down with a round table or have a Zoom. Count Brother Hall in, and then lastly, I'm leaving. But if you guys can, when you get a chance, play me a little in Ghetto Boys. Bro, what you know about that? What you know about that? Delvin, make sure we we got that. Love. Be safe. All right.
Don't nobody know about that Scarface. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that Bushwick Bill. That's right. Why did she shoot me in the eye? <laughs> she should have she, she shot me in the body. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> my mind's playing tricks on me. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to make sure that, that, that we do get that done. So, all right. Um, these racist white boy groups, though. Yeah, the Wolverines. Well, militia. the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys. Why are we not talking about this? Why are we not talking about Fat Boy who was, uh, excuse me, I'm not talking about people's uh, body images. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But I'm talking about the uh, the prior uh, police officer right. for. Suspended, right? Who, who got uh, suspended for three years. Karzana. Kar- no, Karzana suspended I dude. Yeah. Everybody telling on everybody now. Yeah. Well, he you got the white cameras. boys telling on everybody. He puts the white cameras. boys telling on each other now. <laughs> yeah, they that, that, that's crazy to me. Cantazara, Cantazara, told on yeah, Big Phil, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, you know you could poke a hole in him and shh, all type he had of air. Cameras in the office. Cameras in the office. Everybody knew he had and he cameras left in, him in the there. Office. He said he didn't have access to him, but they he left him there even though he he has not been the uh, FOP president uh, uh, for quite a while. Internally, they have turned in on each other, and yeah. the reason for it. And let me tell you why this is important. At the end of the day, Cantazara, uh-huh. is, is that his name, Will? Cantazara, yes. Look, let me tell you Former this. Former uh, FOP president. And I keep telling you he's one of the grand wizards, grand dragons of the Ku Klux Klan. This is the same guy who's trying to get uh, Kim Fox out. This is the same guy who pays people to go in front of Mayor Lori Lightfoot's home to protest. Mm. But we don't have enough people talking about that. And the reason that we don't is because we don't have enough young people mm-hmm. who are a part of this movement. Okay, yep. They have their own movement, and they're tired, right? Right. But they don't have the right people in front of their faces. They have the right people in front of their faces saying, I'm going to give you $25, and then I want you to come over here and do this. And at the end of the day, they want their $25, but they don't know what they're going to do at the end of it. Will, to your point, mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, people organizing and mm-hmm. getting things done, mm-hmm. and remember you cussed me out, and me and you had an offline. Will, you, cuss Will, you, you out, cussed bro. me out, man. You're my brother. I would Here's never the cuss thing. You out. Will was like, no, Kendall, I'm, I'm not with term limits. Oh, well, brother. I didn't curse you out, though. Nah, but, brother. you my brother, man. I don't do that. Brother, I okay. am, I'm with term limits. Okay. Even with gang chiefs. Mm-hmm. Even with those with who. With gang chiefs. Even, I am. Even with gang chiefs. Even with those who run our community. Uh-huh. Because they, they age out. And they're not connected. Yes, that's true. You have to make, I, you have to make room for the next that. generation. They and, age out. And don't out. get me wrong. And they the have torch. aged out. Look, and let me let me say this before I go to break. Mm-hmm. Cliff aged out. Melody knew that, so we let's put Cliff where he needs to be. Cliff, my man. I love Cliff. That's, that's my mentor. I love him to death. Reverend Al, he's about to age out. Been aged out. Bobby Rush, Danny Davis, got it. Um, 
But you got to have somebody in place, though. Right. Mm-hmm. You really, Absolutely. really. See, here's the thing with this. I'm not going to go when back it comes into that. the politics, there are people that they have chosen uh, to be in place. Dick Durbin. There are some people that but, don't but, but Dick want to have those people in place. You Dick, know gonna, Dick Durbin is going to win because, you know, because of that. The point that I'm making, though, people age out, Will. Mm-hmm. Yep. They really do. Even the aldermen. But we don't pay attention. All we do, have to do is lullaby people to sleep. Right. We, let's lullaby you to sleep, which is why I made the point. I've been talking about Donald Trump. Right. I ain't been talking about the automatic, the aldermen. I have not been talking about the, the, the state senators, the state uh, 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 representatives. I ain't been talking about any of that because what's most important right now is getting Donald Trump out of the White So everybody been kind of sliding up under the radar. Yeah. Right now we're talking about, is it are, are we going to do a fair tax or not? Right, right. And ain't nobody gave me enough money for me to talk about the fair tax, so I ain't going to talk about the fair tax. Right. <laughs> but we are talking Just so about you young understand people that. getting fair involved. Enough. Just so we you are talking understand about young that. people getting involved, and why aren't young people mm-hmm. getting involved? And this is what I have to say. I've worked for a lot of organizations, did some work for a lot of organizations, West and some South. And the organizations How do that y'all thrive, treat the young people, Will? The organizations that thrive the best and the most are the ones that bring in young people. Because here's the thing. And that's young why the Latinos are thriving. I talked to my son, and he's 23. He, you know, he's a young person. He's a zennial millennial. And he, he's involved. And here's the thing. And he tells me, Dad, you know, there's not enough people my age involved in in doing this thing and you have to be able and i say this to my black organizations you got to bring in young people we're not going to be here forever i'm not going to be here take them seriously i may not be here in the next 30 years but even if i am here in the next 30 years let's keep it real man you know uh am i going to really want to run this and be part of that and no you have to let the young horses run and you sit on the porch and not even just that you need a new school of thought New school right. up for the new generation Absolutely. because uh, times yeah. change, things change, technology changes, so- sociology of you know the way we deal with each other in society change. You have to bring somebody in there fresh to keep it going. If you don't do that, you're just leaving your society behind. You're going further and further and further behind. But here's the thing with us as African Americans: we have to choose one person and we have to get behind that one person. Put down your political swords. I say that all the time because I see all the separation division. I don't think he should be that because he on the west side or she on the south side. She, look, man, we all got one thing in common as black people. We all broke. Okay? We all broke. But if we take that stone mm-hmm. and say broke and we chip it off and see how many people get a piece of that stone – that's where you have the divis- the divisiveness exactly. of black people other orga- other 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 organizations and other uh, cultures they don't do it See, they have they right. have a head right Well, they my, understand in what my it humble takes. opinion that's what's wrong with us which right. is why mayor Lori Lightfoot was successful in her run mm-hmm. because we had this person Versus this person and the people who were not listening to her mm-hmm. was like, yeah, we, we're tired of the same thing. And it only took 2.5 people 
to get Lori into the dam because Lori's like but, 55 and years Rom old had messed and up so much. Tuned. And she's then you had the, the, the white boy uh, police chief uh, doing what he was doing, which reminds me, like, we talked about Eddie, but yeah. we ain't talk about dude from on the East Coast and all the, you know, all the little things that he was doing. You know, they told right. on the black, the black one, they ain't, right. te- they ain't tell on the, the white boy from the East Coast, though. Well, well he got out. I Do mean, you know what I'm saying? He got out, though. Yeah, he got out. He was gone, you know. No, uh, he no. got fired. You're talking about the former uh, before What's Eddie his name, Johnson. Will? I, uh, Gary McCarthy. McCarthy. And then but, he, but and then he McCarthy tried to run from was, there. He, he was, he was, they I don't didn't want to use the term but he was let go by Rahm Emanuel and then Eddie Johnson came up in there. But, you know, uh, he was he was done, but you know he even said some things afterwards. He saw some things that was wrong. But as a person who is a who's an employee, he's an employee. We're all employees at one point. He felt like, man, I couldn't say it, and even when, when I suggested it, you know, the person in charge didn't want to hear it. So what do I do? So why do we blame Dr. Fauci? Mm-hmm. Why do we blame everybody that Trump fires who he? They're not saying what he wants them to say. Mm-hmm. How do we have a double standard then? Because he has he his policies are the same. Yeah. But here's the thing. We hear and believe what we want to hear and believe. It's a difference. You can hear somebody and you can listen to them. If I hear you, I just hear you talking. I'm not taking in anything you're saying. I'm not processing it. If I'm listening to you, I'm processing it. But if I'm simply hearing you, it's going in one ear out the other i know you're talking but i don't really care and that's that's the difference right there you know we have to uh start you got to start listening to each other you know and 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 understanding each other's points so that we can come to a logical uh, conclusion okay hey uh this is what we need to do will you agree to this and we agree to that and then we can get out of this debacle that we are in because we in a bad situation man we are and it's just a lot of people out here they don't understand uh Black people about to be erased. And I'm talking to my black people. All white folks, y'all privileged. Y'all listening to us right now, but this is family conversation. Y'all, y'all don't understand how serious this situation is. Y'all arguing, you're fighting over nothing. Nobody has nothing. Okay? And we're trying to get back what we had so that we can move forward. Many of us, we need to stop it. Stop arguing with each other. Stop fighting with each other. Stop saying you south side and you west side and you on this side. Town that ain't, that, that, that's never going to go away. We do it, but we got to we gotta, we gotta put that to the side no, from, because at the end of the day, side, people we, we, outside we, we, of us, they don't look at us as any different. They don't care if you're from Cabrini Green or if you're from Austin or if you're from South Shore. They don't care. They're going to take you down anyway. So here's the thing. We got to stop it. We got to stop it. And that's my plea. And that's how we are divided. Five nine one sixteen ninety. Beretta, before I take some of these calls, because we you, you see what well, we we got a lot of callers on. Mm-hmm. What say ye? Well, to Will's point just now, and to your rebuttal, I hope that it does change. I hope that it doesn't stay that way because I feel like every time election season rolls around, we're always reactive. What have we been doing for the last four years to choose a candidate, to choose an agenda, to figure out what we want? What are we asking for? Why aren't we putting someone in office who is already working for us as opposed to trying to get someone out of office who hasn't been working for us? A young, robust person who is a go-getter 
And that's what, and really that's what need. we need. We got a lot of talent so, in the black community. So we need, to, we, we need to be reactive right now because there's something that's been done that needs to be undone. Yes. And we also be, need to be looking to the future to figure out how can we set ourselves up for success as opposed to trying to fix something that someone messed up that has no interest in anything that is good for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to really flip the script. So I know this evolved from getting young people involved, but that's what it comes down to. This is, we, uh, the but I agree. I'm not, be, I'm not getting young people involved. No, we need so to be so forward thinking because people are so intent on get Trump out of office, get Trump out, yes, get Trump out of office, but also what's happening next time. Yep. Or what's happening right now. The undercurrent is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. People right do you know, so one of the biggest races that are going on right now mm-hmm. on some um, uh, real talk right. is Dick Durbin and Willie Wilson. Mm-hmm. Dick Durbin yes. is the longest serving senator yep. in the United States uh, Congress. I'm surprised he ain't tried to run for president. <laughs> well, um, you know, and mad respect to him. But now Willie has caught um, yeah. COVID-19. Mm-hmm. But that's a huge race. That's, that is coming from Illinois. Right. That's number one. That's the undercurrent. And then number two, what JB ran on mm-hmm. is fair tax hike. Right. Yep. And it's so confusing. Yep. It depends on how much money you have. As to how you're going to vote. And if you yeah. don't know any, and here's the simplicity of it, mm-hmm. the complicity of it, excuse me. If you got some poll watchers outside of Andor, they're giving you a, a $5 or a $10 gift card from Walgreens. I'm going to give you this if you vote mm-hmm. this way. Yep. We don't have enough poll watchers right now right. in Illinois. Let alone, let alone the United States of America. Mm-hmm. We just don't. But here in Illinois, it's so damn crooked. Whoever has the most money to give to people, like on right. gift yeah, cards, right. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they're gonna punch the buttons. And so it's the gift cards, and then you stand outside the poll. If in fact, and you know, you you there's so many feet that you can stand outside of that damn poll. I'm just breaking it down to the simple of the simple that I can possibly say to people who listen to WVON. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I I really am. And this goes across the country. If you have enough money in your campaign to give a couple of goons or a couple of guys or a couple of women who are going to stand outside that poll Mm -hmm. and say, if you vote here, let me give you this card. Vote this, bring this back out, show me your sheet. I'm going to give you $25. Guess what you get? The $25. I got to take a break. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, we, we, we start talking on Friday, <laughs> and damn it, it's Friday. It's Friday. It's Kendall Moore Show. <laughs> it's WVON's original Friday night show, Kendall Moore. He'll be back in a moment.
What up, what up, everyone? This is Westside Will. Um, I'm sitting uh, I'm sitting in the studio. I'm starting off the next hour. So sit back, relax, put your mind at ease. Westside Will's on top to take you to your next stop during this next hour of the Kendall Morris Show. How's everybody doing out there? Um, we're sitting out here having a, a conversation, of course, about what's going on with the, uh, with, with the president and, of course, the fly and all of those other things. Good conversations, getting young people involved in politics. How do we do that? And uh, we have a few people on the line that I want to get to. So, Tommy, really quick, let me get to Tommy. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? Hey, Tommy. Uh, First of all, uh, let let me just say it like this. There I was, as I do every Friday, preparing myself for the evening show. I had got my marijuana. I got my got legally, marijuana right? gummy. All right, all right. I don't know. I, I just got it. All right. I, I got my boulders. Okay. I broke out my pipe. And then, Will, you start talking about some flies. I want to <laughs> tell you, brother, I will never, ever forgive you. I am totally straight. I broke the pipe. I threw oh, away the no. gummies. I, I just want to tell you, man, thank you. Thank you for messing up my life. <laughs> Goodbye. You messed up your high. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry about that, brother. You know, I just questioned so many questions, man. So many questions I have. Look, I want to send a shout-out to Kawanda T for listening to us on Facebook. Hey, Kawanda, hey, how Kawanda. are you? You're hello, watching us hello. now. We are honored. Thank you very much. So uh, I got another call on the line, Earl, and let me put Earl on really quick. Hey, what's up, Earl? Hey, what's up, Will? What up, what up? Doing, lady? doing well. Hello. Hello. Lo- love y'all's show. Happy Friday. Thank you. Hey, y'all. we love our fans, man. We love you. So thank you for, oh, man, for I listening love, to I love us. y'all back in, in the DJ. I told him how cold he was. We so. appreciate you. jamming. We Absolutely. But yeah, I'm kind of like Tommy. I got to jump on you too, West. About <laughs> <laughs> the flies. The whole fly biblical thing. Oh, man. But, but you know think what? about it. It is cool because it's close to Halloween. So right. it's kind of good. You got to get a pass. But but come on, but man. No, I wanted to, want to, want to kind of chime it. Like, I wanted to ask a question about that, though, because I used to always remember those commercials. I think we all probably like in the same age range. Y'all remember those commercials when we were little? And they used to uh, be over in uh, like Ethiopia. Oh yeah, and the flies would just be chilling on the kids' eyeballs. Right. So they and they still off. show them commercials late at night with Sally Struthers. Yeah, yeah, Sally Struthers from uh, All in the Family. Right, you're absolutely right. Right, but yeah. but but what is but what is that about? I mean, I mean, Save I, the I don't children, really man. expect no answer. 
But I mean, no, I mean, even as a child, you something you gonna slap it away. Them kids was old enough to slap something off their face. I always wondered about that. Y'all made me think about that. I thought about those commercials, like, why would you slap? I was now him with that in his hair. Like one of the ladies said, his hair stank, and I, that's what right. I think. Right. I think his hair stank. Exactly. You know, and he probably didn't feel it, and his hair stunk. So. But, but here's the thing I got from that, Earl. Uh, they're mm-hmm. so weak that they can't slap the flies on their, off of their face. So they just say, hey, man, let me just let it sit there. And that's the point I think they were trying to make. But I understand totally what you're saying. I, you know, I think Sally that struggles with laying exactly eggs in his head. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. it's the norm. If you're used to it, you wouldn't swat it off because you're used to feeling a, swat, a fly on your head. So maybe he used to flies. Yeah. Swarming around. Smelling on that thing in here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But come on, man. You got to admit, when you saw that whole thing, he is full when, of- you, when you saw that fly sit there, it didn't move. Damn Think about it. It. It, was, it. it was bothersome. Like, I, I, want, <laughs> yeah. I was wiping my own head off. Like, man, move. And I don't know. Did he feel it? Or was he calling back his pet? Like, you know, like the hawk sit on your arm. So, you know, hey, thank you for calling in, brother. We appreciate right, so you very much. All right. All right. All right. I know he is cursing the universe. Yeah. Because uh, that fly landed. That fly, and that's all and, people want to talk about. And it landed on him as they were talking about race in America. It, stayed, yeah. it landed on him when he started talking, and it stayed mm-hmm. there the whole segment. Yeah. So, you know, I that's mean, all that was on my mind, man. I'm trying to it and look at it like that. But. I'm trying to figure out, like, what's going on. How do the evangelicals, how do the church people feel? Nobody's called in. So are you still going to vote for him or? You know, what does that mean to you? It was just a flower. But you head? know what, Will, like I was saying on the break, and mm-hmm. you all, make sure you're checking us out on Facebook Live because yep. you, you see the things that you don't get to see on the <laughs> air. But even slave owners called themselves Christians. Yeah. They thought they were doing the quote-unquote right thing, or at least that's, that's how the, they what they were it. selling. Yes. Exactly. And that's, that's what, what they, they told the enslaved folks, too. So, so you're saying anybody can be a Christian, no, but it's anybody about can your say sincerity. That they're a Christian, first of all. Because they can't interpret the Bible in any way they any want. Any way they want to. So why would you think that a fly would deter someone when enslaving another human being didn't deter anyone? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. It's don't just all the movies I've seen. I You need to stop watching movies. It's all the movies I've seen. The Omen. The Exorcist. Flies always come to I the world. I definitely think that there's something to it. I don't think there are coincidences. You know, but here's the thing with that. This is now in the books, and even last week is now in the books. Has has probably one of the strangest debates. You know, the things that has happened that might have turned uh, a presidency or an election around. You know, in 1960. Yeah, because here's the thing. There's lots of things that happen during debates, presidential debates, and it actually. Uh, does not work out for the person running like, running against him, like Richard Nixon. Richard, They're always yeah. talking about how he sweated. I was, that's profusely. exactly what I was thinking about. That was the first televised about. debate, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy, you know, was younger, more charismatic, was able to talk, and yeah. you know, Nixon was a little bit older. He didn't understand how to really talk on camera, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah. he was that's what cost him the election. Exactly. But and then what cost Gerald Ford? If everybody remembers Gerald Ford, he was took over for Nixon in nineteen seventy five and seventy six, and he was running. For uh, a re-election against Jimmy Carter, he, he said he lost it because he said that uh, Russia was not ruling over Poland and Romania, which they were at the time, and it showed people that he was not, you know, he was not up to what was going on in in in, in the world. No, no. And then Michael Dukakis in nineteen was that nineteen eighty seven, nineteen eighty eight, when he ran against George Bush, right. and they asked his wife about uh, rape. Or they asked him about rape. Well, how did he feel about the death penalty if his wife wife was raped? And he 
he evaded that question. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then later he, he came back and said, man, I answered that the wrong way. You know, mm-hmm. or here's the thing. George H. Bush, the father in 19, I believe 1992, when he was debating with uh, Bill Clinton and um, and Ross Perot. I don't know Ross if you guys Perot. remember that. I know Ross Perot. <laughs> and he looked at his watch. During the, the uh, debate, debate. Yeah. he was bored. That's yeah. what that's, that's, that's what it felt like because he was like everyone was talking and he was checking his watch and not really paying attention and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Right, like he had something better to do, and that's just the thing right there. You know, it's so small is thing. this going to turn the, with the fly landing on his head? Is this going to be one of those things? Maybe. You know? Maybe people will pay more attention to the fly than they do to the words Ex- because clearly people do not care about what this president has said, You're what right. he has done. Maybe it takes something a little supernatural, quote unquote, to sway their opinion. Right. Because, like, in that segment, he didn't even, like, acknowledge that systemic racism existed. Right. He was like, that doesn't exist. He was like, why do you guys keep bringing up to that? Like, he was not even, like, acknowledging the fact that there was, like, advantages for white people in this country that aren't afforded to other minorities and stuff like that. Exactly. And then he's talking about Breonna Taylor and mispronounced her name the entire time. Yeah. And it's like, just tone deaf. So, you know, that's what I'm wondering. That's how I think. I, I think, how would this affect the election? Are people going to vote differently? You know, is this fly going to take over the Internet like it already has? It's, is it going to take over the election? You know, but we have another call. We have Eddie T on the line, and I want to talk to Eddie T real Please quick. What's up, Eddie T? Under two minutes. Hey. Hi, how you hey, doing, Eddie. brother? Eddie T? Eddie T, yeah. What's up, man? What's up, Will? What up, what up? How y'all doing? Hey. We're doing well. Right. I got three points to make, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. First of all, I want, I want to say Kamala, she played it right down the center. Because if she would have been overly aggressive, they would have called her an angry black woman. Absolutely. If she would have been too passive, they would have said she was too emotional to be the vice president. Absolutely. So she played it right down the middle. She mm-hmm. didn't give them... No kind of material that they could use against her. Yep. Right. Mike Pence, by that fly. Now, I'm a country boy, and I, I, I was raised on the farm. Where you, where you from, know. Eddie? Where you from? I'm from Grenada, Mississippi, baby. All right. All right. Grenada, shout yeah. out to Grenada, Mississippi. There you go. Look, we all know that flies will land on a pile of shit and sit there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. It, it is what it is. Okay. I mean, that. that <laughs> all right. Well, hey, there will be no profanity on this. Right. Session, I'm sorry. And uh, Delvin is con- in control of the wheels of steel and uh, uh, the mic. So, hey, Eddie T, I appreciate that commentary. I totally Eddie, understand what you're saying. And hit us up on our Facebook page. Yeah, and definitely. Definitely. Well, I think he. I think Eddie just kind of summed yeah, up. Yeah, some words you can't say on radio. Yeah, man, this ain't satellite. <laughs> this ain't serious. You can't do that. But we were tuned into what you, you were could. saying. So make sure you follow that up online. Yeah. Right. Right. So Just some I regulations. Mean, yeah, I mean, so that's the thing that's happening, man. We're wondering, like, I'm wondering, like, how's that going to turn out? Mm-hmm. How's that going to affect people? So, so right. far I've heard nothing, but it's a lot of memes on there with the fly. That's what I'm saying. You haven't heard anybody specifically say, but that's all you see online is the fly. People aren't talking about anything else except the fly. Right, right. And the mom faces that come. Yeah, and then, like, you know, Kamala, there was, a, there was talks about, like, how, she was encouraged to make those kinds of faces mm-hmm. just so you can, you know, have memes put out there. Cause you folks, think that she was encouraged to make those faces? Yeah, like coach to that kind of stuff so that, you know, not like this is exactly going to be a meme, mm-hmm. but it's more, it's easier to get that kind of stuff. And you know who that appeals to? What? Younger folks. Hmm. 
So I never thought about that. And then you start to think about it, and they're like, oh, okay, Kamala. And then, like, then people have their takes on who she is, what she does, what she's standing for, all that kind of stuff right. based off this meme. Um, you know, I don't think she went out of her way to really make any kind of faces or anything like that. But, then, you know, she was, you know, she did some, you know, some meme-worthy things that were caught. Well, I got to be honest with you. I was impressed. You know so, what I'm saying? I and it was, was a like, good way to play it. Like, like if, with like if, skills. like if that was, if was that was acting? the plan, if that was the plan, and that's what happened, I think that hey. was pretty successful. And like not overdoing it, because you can tell if he was overdoing it. Right. If it happened too much, right. she did it right when he was saying that, saying right. crap. Like he wasn't saying anything meaningful and stupid stuff. Right. That's when she would make those faces, and it wasn't throughout the whole night. It was just a couple yeah. of times. So if that that's what I've heard, I don't there's no See, I had some friends no on my page on it, but who were saying they coach that, hey, you for stuff like that. She's shifting too much in her facial expressions. But you know, to me she had her notes. She had paper she if you watched her, yeah, she, she had papers on each side where she was writing notes and she already had comparisons to Trump and Biden and what Trump had not did and what Biden had did and what he had what Trump had not done and what Biden promises to do. And, you know, to me, she was really organized in how she attacked it. And here's the thing. I knew at one point she was having fun with it. That's how I felt like she was having fun with him when he was over talking and she told him I'm speaking. And she did like four or five times. And he stopped. I'm like, I think she had him in mind control or something. But look, we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back and we're going to finish this as we get ready to go into the lit round table, everybody. So stay tuned to the Kendall Moore Show. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation. Selena J. Uh-huh. O2. Get him up. Hot Get him up. I know that I made your way for a very long time. Cause I wasn't ready, baby. For you to come inside. I wanted you to know my name. And I just was between my thighs. I wanted you to play the game. Because I knew you'd get the prize. But the game is over, baby. Cause tonight I'm letting go So come and put your lips on mine And I won't even hesitate Oh no, baby, not this time I'm gonna give you all my love What up? Welcome back to the Kendall Moore Show on WBON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago, the voice of the nation. I'm Westside Will, sitting here with Nella Barrera. Hello. Isaiah the Eye. Yes, yes. The one and only. All right, all right. He sees all, so don't worry. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, we want to thank you very much for watching us. We want to thank you very much for listening to us. And as Kendall said earlier, you can always catch up uh, on all of his podcasts if you feel like you've missed a show or two. We're out there. You can catch him on thekindlemoreshow.com. We are there for you to listen to us and enjoy and give us some of your feedback as well. We appreciate you. I just want to yes. say that to you. If we don't, if you don't ever hear, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. So uh, we were talking earlier about uh, the fly, and I want to kind of get off of that for a little bit and talk about what we want to shift 
let's shift it a little bit and talk about all the promises that are currently being made right now as it relates to the presidential election. You know, Donald Trump recently cut off negotiations for a stimulus package. I know a lot of people are looking for that other $1,200. You've been struggling for the last 12 months. It's been about three or four months since you got the first $1,200, right? Some of you, some of us, maybe five. And, you know, he's saying that he wants to put it off to the election. But here's the thing. What happens if he doesn't win? You know, mm. why? my question is, why would you do it? If As a campaigner, professional campaigner, if you're doing that, that's to me, that's a terrible strategy. He'll probably put it off till right before the election. That's really stupid. That's what I'm thinking. But how many people are really... Uh, um, saying, okay, I'm going to make sure I vote for him because of that. You know, in political science, that's a term called the carrot and the stick. And it's a metaphor for putting something out there to get people to do what you want to want them to do. And basically, to me, he's the president. And what, what it's saying to me is he cares more about the office, him being in the office, than he does American people. And I'm sorry, I'm very disappointed in him because I feel like regardless if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, you basically need to, your first interest is the people because this is a Republic. You know, it's, it, we, we use democracy as a way to uh, get our leaders, but it's a Republican, a Republic, which means it's for the people. Right. Well, you know I'm surprised I'm that you're disappointed. I, I, I am because I know people never, are mad at him. But he has said that he didn't even expect to win. So why are you disappointed in his behavior? Because he has won and he has a huge responsibility. And there's people out here, especially they're saying they're going to vote for him. And he's waiting to the election. What happens if he doesn't win? Is he not going to give it to you then? You know, so I think that's a bad, bad thing to do. I think it's, you know, Joe Biden, on the other hand, is, is promising student loan forgiveness. You know, that's another way to get people motivated to vote for you. And this is something that politicians do. You people know, not so. paying them loans anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> right now, they definitely not. But what do you think I, about that, Isaiah? I mean, it's basically um, what I was reading about. It's like an income-based kind of thing. So he's not going to, you know, they would relinquish student loans for folks making under $125,000 right. a year. Right. Um, like. Um, and then ten thousand across the board for everyone, right. um, and that kind of stuff. So I mean, that is kind of that's a way to move it because student loan debt is really crippling. Right. But it's all tied to interest and credit a lot of the times because right. it's not through any kind of private lenders anymore. It's through the United States government, which has made things a little bit more complicated with them when they get their interest back and when they don't get it back. Right. Um, so I mean, that is a way to appeal to young folks and then making two year community colleges free, um, public colleges free. That is something to entice people to get educated and to go get a degree. Um, you know, I think that that's something to get young people motivated and ready to work. I mean, that's what Bernie was saying for a very long time is like, you know, erasing student loan debt and free college. Obama proposed that um, his last couple of years in office as well for the two free years of community college. And I think that that's something that people I would I'm excited for that. Like if that was to happen, but I need some kind of framework. I need some kind right. of like for it to actually happen. I don't need to keep saying it. I need to actually do it. I know right now because of the pandemic, they've dropped interest on those federal loans to like mm -hmm. less than five percent. So in other words, they still expect you to so pay. So they still expect you to pay, right. but they basically you got to pay back what you borrowed instead of paying right. back interest. Because some people pay double what exactly. they took out because right. of the interest. We need so. something in place to make these candidates stick to their word. I agree. Well, here's the thing, because we're getting ready to go into the next hour of the show, but I just want to say this really quick. If everybody are, is familiar with the black billionaire, Robert F. Smith, he's the richest black man in America. He's worth five point six to $6 billion. Remember, he paid off all the graduating students of Morehouse 
last year. He paid off their student loan debt. Did you know that the IRS is coming for him? Oh, because wow. because they said that he had an offshore account or anything or something like that, or you know, and he didn't report the taxes. Here's the thing, you know, you pay off, you do something really good, and then somebody comes at you, and we wonder why certain African Americans or African Americans don't do anything publicly. You know, he took money away from the government technically because look how how much interest they would have gained. So I just want people to think about that. If you got a thought about it, please feel free to call in, look it up, and let us know. And we're going to get ready to go into the lit round table table hour. We got a couple of interesting topics that we want you to also approach with us. So we'll see you soon. He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Show on WBON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago, the voice of the nation. I like saying the voice of the nation. It sounds so powerful. Now. It does, but you know what? You don't ever yes. hear my voice. Y'all, Will ignores me when I, I don't talk. ignore <laughs> you, Nella. You're here. I know you're here. Will Isaiah's just here. here. Naya's here. I'll be having a conversation and he just tunes me out. Oh, I'm, I apologize. You know, <laughs> what can I say? Clearly, you've been married before. No, well, yeah, but <laughs> here's the thing I, I was watching the screen and these women are. WWE fighting, and I don't know. Maybe it took Oh, I wasn't over. interesting enough. Okay. No, you were. <laughs> you always are, Nella, without a doubt. Hey, we have a caller on the line, Ron. And hey, Ron. Before we get to Ron, I want to say, hey, everybody, welcome to the Lit Roundtable Hour, the final hour of the Kendall Moore Show. We get to talk about hot topics that are happening, that are heating up in uh, social media and everything. So uh, before we start that off, I want to take a call from Ron. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Hey, y'all, Netta, I want to pull your coat on something. Okay, okay. Said, Ain't nobody paying them student loans. Well, let me tell you something, sister. I got family members and friends <laughs> okay. who did not pay their student loans. Mm-hmm. Got to remember, at a point, that interest starts to compound. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know of a person who had 1500 they who they owed in the beginning by the time 
they started dealing with it, it had grown to 15,000. Wow. And this, wait, and this is the most important part of that. Not only is that money compounding on you, they, for 15 years, never got a tax return because Uncle Sam takes all of your tax returns. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I know one relative was 73 years old and still paying it off. But this is the killer. They took it out of his Social Security check. Wow. Student loan is the only people that can dip into your Social Security Mm -hmm. and take part of your Social Security. Mm. They were 73 years old before they got a full Social Security check because Uncle Sam took big-ass chunk out of it every month. So it ain't no joke. Well, I just want to clear up. I was being facetious. So yeah, let me, but let me put that out there. But, but people, but so what I was saying is that if they want to identify with people and they want their ideals to resonate with people, don't pick something like student loans. Actually, that's that just seems like such an obvious thing for a candidate to no. say. That's just like, that's yeah. the boilerplate. A, a candidate is going to appeal to the student loans and the taxes and unemployment. That's That's obvious. But I was absolutely yeah. being facetious. There are people that are paying it. Yeah, and I, even if you go back to, for example, bankruptcy, you can't put right. a bank, you can't put student loans in a bankruptcy. Nope. So right. I'm not right. trying to used minimize to, it. You used to be able to do it. Absolutely. But yeah, but I was I was absolutely being facetious when I right. said that. It's, yeah. it's a serious I, I issue. Understand. But just don't use that as your your plug to try to get in with people as opposed to digging deeper to the actual it. issues that would really affect our communities. Hey, thanks, Ron. Appreciate your call. Um, I totally understand what you're saying and how you feel. Here's the thing. When you take out a loan like that, a student loan, and I think that's what's got a lot of people upset, you're taking a risk, of course, but it's a good risk, what they call because, you know, you see a subject that you want to get involved with career-wise, whether it's accounting or business the mba or sociology and you go in and taking that loan getting that degree saying hey i'm going to go get a job here but it's a lot of things involved in you getting that job hopefully you get that job mm-hmm. but if you don't and you don't end up working for target or walmart and getting minimum wage or something i'm not saying anything bad about target or walmart but still it's not what you went for when you spent a hundreds of thousands of dollars for it just becomes challenging but that's the know, vicious cycle they want yeah, you, so you so they want you to go to yeah. school they want you to get uh, an, a degree right? right they want you to take out these student loans right and then you can't get a job in your field and you're yeah. stuck in this this hamster wheel of trying to make a living trying to pay back loans that you can't have forgiven yeah. right, right. Yeah. so it's a deeper issue than just the student loan itself yeah and for candidates to always use those things to try to appeal to people is actually pretty insulting, in my opinion. Especially yep. when you're not doing anything to change it. Yep, yep. I agree, guys. Hey, uh, I want to send a shout-out to Galano Davis for listening to us on Facebook hey, Live. Mr. Davis. What up, Big Chief? Sensei, how are you? <laughs> Thank you, sir, for listening to us. I bow to you, of course. You know? And look, uh, let's go into the lit roundtable hour. 
Okay. How was that? Was that pretty good? I don't know. You do that a little heavy-handed. Well, you know. <laughs> it I want like to get my point like across. like a storm or something. I want to get my like point across. Turn. Okay. So, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, everyone's favorite center that could not shoot free throws, but oh, he could man. break a backboard, oh, uh, has admitted, even though we had the first black president tw- elected 12 years ago and had him for eight years, he is just now starting to vote. He's voted for the first time. He's admitting that he's voting for the first time. That really surprised me. I would have thought that Shaq would have voted before. You know, probably not all the time, but I would have thought he would have voted before. You know, and honestly, I thought he would have voted Republican, I just and which I don't have a problem with him doing. I would have for some reason. But he has decided that he's voting for the first time to tell us that he is voting for the first time and I want to know why right why would you disclose that and that's how they're appealing to young folks like I've been saying like that's something like that I mean he just he comes out there and says that he's voting for the first time so that people can you know feel like they can emphasize how important it is to vote right Um, but this cycle always only happens at presidential elections so that's that's the the kind of thing that becomes feels very performative about it where I'm just like this kind of energy should happen for those midterms elections, right. for those mayoral elections, those district elections, aldermen, councilmen, all that kind of stuff. The things that you can actually but feel. But that kind of, yeah, like you have a better, you know, chance of going to talk to your alderman than you do with the president of the United States. Well, and I mean, yeah. So it's like, why would you <laughs> not want? See the why would you not want to vote for someone that's in your community that you can have easy access to? You know, you, do, you write a petition, you sign a petition, you know, get something, you create an agenda. You can go to them and, like, they can have some way in changing something in your immediate community and it goes up from there because who supports them and who do right. they support? And then, you, you know, it kind of goes up like that. But because no the one's going to do that. election is the prom. It's the Super Bowl. It's is the it? Yeah. Thing. You know, like, it's people, glamorized. Right, exactly. So people don't necessarily believe that these other elections are just as important, if not more important. Yeah. I mean, uh, campaigning, I've run into a lot of people who told me they only vote in the presidential election. And I have told yeah. them, I've asked them why and told them the reason why you don't have a lot of resources that you don't have is because you didn't send your president who, who you had at that time. You didn't send him any help. You know what I mean? Um, that's And that's what it comes down to. It point. flows up and you right. have to, and it flows down as well. You have to send him help. So somebody within his party that believes the same issue that you believe, you know, whether it's health care, whether it's housing, whether it's education, you have to basically uh, support someone who is with him mm-hmm. who believes in that same thing. And if you just vote for the president, you know, it's a good it's a vote. It's a missed opportunity. The, but it's a, it's a missed opportunity, and in some ways it's a wasted vote. You yeah. have to vote for everybody. You have to start with your alderman. You have to start with your committeeman. Here in Illinois, I don't know how the other processes are right. in the other states. You start with your committeeman, and you start with your state rep. You start with your state senator. You start with your congressman, of course, and of course your U.S. senator and your governor. You know, and 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 that makes all the difference because the these are the people that will most likely have reached to the president. Exactly. So when you need funding for a school, you need funding for a special educational project or anything like that in your community. You know, the president. And the congressmen who are in charge of the money in their community, basically they're in charge of it, they can get you the funding for that. So that's why I tell people you got to get involved. Right. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Did I ravel off too much? <laughs> <laughs> that's good information, though. I, I'm but how often do candidates actually keep their word? 
So people are easily mm-hmm. distracted by things like this, right. by this carrot and stick, right? Right. But how often do they actually keep their word? And right. do we need to pay more attention to other issues as opposed to these glamorized topics? I well, think most of them. I'm sorry. I yeah, like they, they. I think a lot of politicians have the intent of keeping their word. But then they get into office and they realize that there's a lot more to handle. And also, they spend so much time campaigning mm-hmm. to get reelected. They, they spend like half their time in office, like about four years, trying to get reelected. And if you know you're not raising that money through like the community or anything like that, they have to go to those private donors and they have to kind of make those calls all the time. Right. right. And then constantly doing that. And then they're kind of caught up in trying to get money to be reelected to support the people, but never actually supporting the people. Well, they do spend a considerable amount of time down in Springfield for your state reps. And they, they do. And here in Chicago, they spend a considerable amount, a considerable amount of time in City Hall. And, you know, right. it's always funding involved and trying to get money for projects and such. So it, it is tedious. Don't get me wrong, Neto. They they make the promises with good intent. Many of them. They, do. they make the promises with good intent. But like I said er, earlier shows, you have to have relationships. You have to start building relationships. And it just does not happen overnight. And I know people be wanting it right then and there. You can't get it right then and there. Most likely, unless that person has a good relationship and a strong relationship with people, a trusting relationship, it takes a little longer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I want to send a shout out before we continue this conversation to Miss Abina Sharon or Sharon Abina. I, I apologize. I don't know if it's it's two first names, but we love you anyway. And uh, Sharon is watching us on Facebook Live. Hey Sharon. hey, Sharon. And what she's saying is we need more classes on entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And take trade school more seriously. Absolutely. Also, shout out to Chastity Fuqua. Are you related to uh, the director Fuqua? Will, you've always trying to make somebody family. (laughs) (laughs) Because these names are, you know, these are names you don't hear every day. So shout out to the Fuquas. (laughs) Thank you. And shout out to um, Mitty Blake. Uh, Is this my relative? Hey, hey. What's up, cuz? What's going on? Everybody (laughs) wants a shout out now. Here we go. You want everybody. Everybody wants a shout out. Shout out to Denise Simon. Denise Simon Coleman. Hey, Denise. Thank you for watching us. We hey, appreciate Denise. you. Thank you. We appreciate everybody out there listening to us. Uh, you're number one in our book. So you sounded so fake with that. No, I'm. I'm telling you. But the you real the truth. is, they're number one. In I'm our trying book. to sound professional. I just need you to not sound stupid. And my boy Dennis Olive, who is a good friend of Robert Townsend, he grew up with Robert. Is Townsend. he related to Robert he's Townsend? Sh- he's a good friend. But but I met Robert Townsend through him. You hey, know Dennis, everybody. Okay. What's up, man? Appreciate you uh, watching the show and, and sending shout out to you. I need but to hang around Will more because his network. You know what? Is off I'm just chain. one of those guys. I, I've been around a lot of people. I know a lot of people, but I don't talk about the people I know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, right now we have another call on the line. We have and what now? The uh, and what now? Formerly known as uh, as <laughs> art. But that's okay. If I, he was trying I to love him. I love him. I love him. Hey, how you doing, and what now? How are calling. you, sir? What's going on? This, I mean, I'm Art. I ain't covering anything. That's, okay. that's, that's right. <laughs> All right, Art. That's, right. that's what it is. You know, I don't hide. I'm, I'm a man. I don't have nothing. It is what it is. That's right. Make, west side, make right? Decision, you stick with it. Oh, west side, south side. That's you right. You are entrepreneurial contractor. There's property all over the city. Chicago. I, I, think, I think we spend too much time trying to fix problems. That takes a lot of time, but problems we can fix, we don't. 
Mm-hmm. We don't fix community codes of conduct and family values. Absolutely. I think that's too easy of a problem, and that would solve the problem. I think we like the boogeyman aspect of things. That's, and I use the same analogy when it comes to women, men, and relationships. If something ain't going wrong, it ain't right. And until we get to the point where we want to fix our own community and family situation, that leads to voting. That leads to all the things you all talk about every day. Mm-hmm. It's all based on broken families. Because the only way you're going to get people to the poll in these cases when you have a leader. And the leader is the mother and the father, a community, a mm-hmm. family. That moves everything. This individual stuff that we're trying to do, Mm-hmm. It's going to be very hard to get it together. That's why you see the Spanish people are very successful because they work as a unit, as a family. Uh, uh, Chinese people, all these people that we talk about, we drive through their neighborhood, they have community, they work as a unit. They don't get on that individual stuff. We don't want black people here. It's a unit. We ain't going to have them, so everybody's on the same accord. They don't have to say anything. They work in unity to accomplish their mission. I leave you all with that. And may God continue to bless everybody this weekend. Thank you hey. as well. Yeah, God bless you, Art. You know what, Art? Let me say this, man. You know, I understand. I know you always call in. You talk about community codes of conduct. I agree with you 100%. And, hey, I think it starts with you. It starts with everybody. And, and what you're doing when you call in, you, you talk about that, someone out there is listening to Plant you. Plant the seed, yes. And if, you know, so you are, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you calling in and telling us that, you know, because that's something people need to hear. And that's a good point because both parts of the family are important. Mm-hmm. So we know that there are challenges in the black community. You have a lot of single-parent households, right? Mm-hmm. Every time you praise the single mother, it's like, oh, well, you know, she thought she didn't need a man, so that's not good. Right. And you praise a single-father household, and it's like, well, what did he do to the woman? Why isn't she in right. the household? Why can't we praise them without the criticism right. and build them up for what they're doing where they are in their life, Right. right. And then once we compound that on top of each other, on top of each other, we start to affect the mentality of the children. And then it's a generational shift. So now the mindset is different. Everybody wants to change because it's ingrained in them to change as opposed to always picking at each other for our shortcomings. Yeah, right. I agree. And then maybe we can get on one accord and we can pick a candidate for eight years in advance. And when it's time for the election, we already know who we're going to pick, regardless of your political party well that's why i say we have a lot of wedges in our society and once we we need to get rid but of we the need wedges. to have conversations like this so that we can get right. rid of those as opposed to always saying that there's a wedge yeah how about we remove the wedge and start yeah. doing something about it exactly exactly you know and and like i said i talk about this all the time you know uh, we have to start taking um account of us and that and that's how we do it you know but we have to like you said we got to get rid of the wedges in our society to divide us and keep us apart. So. Absolutely. Because, right. you know, somebody could take you for a fool as much as they want. Yeah. But yeah. If, you, if they play you for a fool, that's your fault. Yep. So getting back on the subject, because I do want to jump back on the subject, I want to ask anybody out there, when was the first time you decided to vote? And how long have you been voting? If, you, if you're if you a person that want to call in, just tell us that. We want to know because, you know, I've run into a lot of people who said, man, I've never to vote. I've never voted, but now I'm going to vote. Right. I've decided to vote. And, you know, I generally ask him, well, what made you want to want to vote now? Shaq, I'm very surprised. Did I you ask Shaq? Because I'm pretty sure you probably know I him. I want you Shaq to call in now and say, hey, yeah, this is the big, this is the big that diesel. That is not what his voice sounds like. That, this is the big diesel, and I want to, uh, yeah, 
I want to uh, tell you that. You I sound like the black Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> 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 I sound like Shaq hey. at all. <laughs> I'm just what? saying, man. I'm trying. I would like Shaq to call in. Tell us, <laughs> exactly. you know, Shaq. You know, the black Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Neta. <laughs> follow me if you want to live. Now you sound like Darth Vader. Okay. Next all right. All right. Understandable. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I want to know. The what makes a person decide to vote? Like, how long have you been voting, Netta? How uh, long have you? I'm not about to tell you because I don't have to tell you how old I am. When did you start, did you start, did you start voting? voting at 18? I did. Okay. All right. Well, you okay then. <laughs> okay. Don't be trying to get me to disclose my age, Who's Will? the first person you voted for, by I'm the way? I'm not about to tell you. <laughs> But you know, no, here's the thing. Was it hair wash? I was actually traumatized because the very first time I voted, somebody very close to me told me I voted for the wrong person. Really? Absolutely. Oh, well, you know, people go And you know, but you that. but you know, it's it's my first time voting. I just became an adult, right? Okay. It yep, bothered yep. me. All right. Well, check this out. We're going to go to break, everyone, and we will be right back. This is the Kendall Moore show. Stay tuned. He's hot, he's mannish, but it gets no realer than him. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM Talk in Chicago. This is the Lit Roundtable Hour. We're going into the last 30 minutes of the show, and we want to thank everyone out there listening. Yeah, I know, Nelly, at all, because we have so much fun uh, speaking to you, uh, speaking out to you folks, and you calling in and you saying hello to us on Facebook Live. We appreciate you. We thank you very much. So check this out. Uh, we have a Miss Cordelia on the line. I want to get to her. So let's let's listen to Cordelia and see what she has to say. Hey, Cordelia, how are you? I'm fine and a beautiful day today. Yes, it was. 81 degrees. Yay. <laughs> yes. Enjoy these days, children. It, yes. Not long. Well, I'm calling about my voting record. Mm-hmm. I come from a political family that is split between Democrats and Republicans. Okay. My mother was always a Republican judge. Wow. My dad never did do the judge part, but he was a Democrat, so my family was split. Oh, wow. So there okay. was a lot of interesting uh, uh, conversations at the dinner table, I take it. Oh, yeah, and a family full of lawyers also. Oh, wow. I would have loved to have been sitting at that table. <laughs> I don't think so. Sometimes it was sort of bitter. That's but all right. I'm, I'm calling because there are good people in Democrat Party, they're good people in the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, you go and declare yourself to the voters. And Willie Wilson has not done that. Mm. He is a Republican. 
Okay. So and what I is it about Mr. Wilson that you don't think he is uh, worthy? Uh, I don't like his style. I like people to be honest. If you can't be honest, don't be like Trump. Okay. So you think he's like Trump? Well, the reason I'm saying that is people don't know he's a Republican. Yeah. Yeah, he has. He has said it. Okay. Well, he is for the black community. So does that uh, how does that deter your vote? That doesn't deter your no, vote. No, no, no. My whole thing is everything that is black is not black for me. All right. Okay. Hey. Okay. You have to watch what you put in office because it can come back to haunt you. All right. Hey, thank you very much, Cordelia. Uh, by the way, are you a Democrat or a Republican? I'm an independent. <laughs> All right. I like that. Thank you very much. Appreciate that very much. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Nettie? by her comment because her family was torn right mm -hmm. but you want him to disclose that he's republican right but he also does good things for the black community and a lot of times black people see republican as anti-black right. so why does he need to broadcast that he's republican if he's doing the things for the community um like why why do people require you to choose a political party Okay. Why is that a requirement? Well, you know what? It just depends on what kind of family. Like she says, her family is uh, judges and lawyers, and they're Democrats and Republicans. I can sit, tell you it's a battle going on there every because day. Because in any group that so, you identify and with, her, her ide and she becomes an independent. But any group that you identify with, whether it's political or not, there are ideals within that group that you probably personally don't, I don't agree with. Right. So why is he needing to say i'm a republican if he's doing the things for your community that make sense to you that are good for you that uh you believe will propel the community forward then mm -hmm. why does he have to tell everybody that he's a republican well you know what i just think everybody every party each party from even if you're a socialist and a libertarian it has a stigma to it it's something stereotypical about which is exactly why he doesn't need to there. broadcast it so, because yeah, if he's doing the yeah. right things then and he doesn't need to broadcast it, it because then people from. will tune him out but you know, people want to feel comfortable. They want to know. Right. They want to be able to put a label on a lot of things, and yeah. that's kind of the way that the world lives in. It's very like binary, very black and white, where mm -hmm. kind of people want to be able to understand it. And I don't think, you know, I think we should kind of work towards getting rid of a two-party system, um, kind of like having like some kind of rank-based choice voting kind of thing, where people come out, talk, share their ideas, right, and people vote based off of that. And then you kind of like dwindle down the field from there. But see, there is more than one party. It's just there is more than one party, but it's like dominant. The That's these the two dominant kind of two oldest. parties. They're yeah. the oldest, and they have the most um, financial reach. They have the most reach, socio sociological reach, and that's where it basically comes down to. So solidifies you know, my over a period of time, they built up. He doesn't need to broadcast that he's a Republican. I mean, they have the most members. What are you talking about? I don't care you what know. your party is. What are you talking about? Yeah, so I would think it's it's more Democrats right now, but it fluctuates more Democrats than Republicans. It could be more Republicans than Democrats at, at one point. And then there's socialists and then there's Demita uh, libertarians and then there's the green party. But right. even that has split because historically the black people were the Republicans. And then, you know, it's like historically, it yeah, we were so the Republicans. It's really inconsequential. And then it, it changed with FDR. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the new deal and everything like that. Yeah. So you need to really be focused on people's ideals mm -hmm. as opposed to their political party. Because Definitely. that really doesn't mean that much. Definitely. Hey, I want to send a Facebook live shout out to Miss Pam Branch Dickens. Hey, Pam, how are you? 
We hope we thank you very much for watching us on Facebook Live. Also, Antoinette Redmond. Hey, Miss Redmond, how are you? I know a Richard Redmond. Are you related oh, to Richard? Oh, my goodness, Will. <laughs> Richard's a good guy, <laughs> if you are. And uh, shout out to Mr. Joey Woodfork. He started voting when he was 18. At the age you're supposed to start voting. But some of us don't vote till we 30, statistically, because we ain't got nothing to vote for. We don't feel like it's We don't important. understand but that I we ain't have saying something nothing. to vote for. Yeah, well, I ain't saying say nothing. something. I ain't going to judge. I'm just saying. But shout out to you, Joey Woodfork. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, hey, folks, please uh, send us, text us on Facebook Live. Let us know what age you were when you started voting. What made you started voting? You know, sometimes a uh, situation like this, people don't feel comfortable with the current president. It might ignite them to want to vote. We want to know, hey, what's making you vote? What age were you? What's make what made you vote? So let us turn the page be, while be, we wait be for nice these to that calls. Paper, you about to tear the paper. Hey man, you them weights. I've been hitting them weights. You just tore the paper. <laughs> Netta, yes. Tory Lanes and Mega the Stallion. So it w- there were a lot of different stories that were coming up, right? About mm-hmm. Tory Lanes shooting Megan. Did he shoot her? Did he mean to shoot her? What happened? And I don't, I don't think that we got the full story about why it happened or exactly what happened. But ha- nonetheless, Tory Lanez was just charged mm. with fel- with a felony for shooting her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so wait, let, I digress. Hold on. The DA, I think the DA picked it up. Now where can did we happen? can we first talk about the fact that his name is Daystar? Because why did his mama do that? That's the uh, the the DA. No, his name is Daystar. That's Tory Lane's name is Daystar. Is Daystar? Is he yes. uh, is he uh, Native American? That's what it sounds like. Canadian. He might be Canadian. What? Might be is Native American. Is he Canadian, American. Native American? I don't know what kind of. Or na- Native Can? No, but, not Native American. But, but, Native but, Canadian. I don't know but anyway, background he, is. he shot a woman in the foot in a drunken rage. Okay, and but, which so deserves a consequence. It really does deserve a consequence, but we don't. They're not really disclosing all the details of exactly what happened. But either way it goes, mm-hmm. if he is actually convicted of the things he was charged with, he uh, faces a maximum of twenty-two years in prison. Right. Mm. So yes, he needs to be faces. So here's he the thing be, with that: he needs to be I, held accountable for his actions. He should be held accountable. But here's the thing with that. Generally, they would still ask the victim if they want to be, if they want to prosecute. And if they don't prosecute, what happens is the the attorney, the DA, the states, the county, or whoever picks it up. And that's evidently what has been done. So, will uh, how does Megan feel? Will you know what's? I don't know. It's hard to say because when it first happened, she right. was saying she wouldn't say anything. Right. It's kind of like she was trying to protect him. But then right. he started going off on a tangent on social media, and she's like, yeah, he shot me. Wow. But all of the articles are very vague. They don't really say whether or not she's for the convictions yeah. or, you know, whether she just wants to let it go. Yeah. But then she does SNL performances, and she's like, you need to protect black women. Yeah. So I don't but know. But then she says the same thing about our black men. She did that. I saw that performance. It was hot. It was hot. You know? There's nothing I was like, hot oh. about those performances. Oh, there was something hot about Only thing hot about those performances and, and, is and the when booty she sheets. did that. No, I, I, well, I'm not just looking at that, though. I mean, <laughs> that was an element of the <laughs> performance. But that. I'm just saying, I have never seen anybody that open since Sinead O'Connor and maybe uh, Kanye West that open about social situations. You know what I'm saying? On SNL. And if you guys remember Sinead O'Connor, 
the Irish singer, she was banned off of SNL after she ripped up that picture of the Pope many years ago in the 90s. Now you can't mess you know with the Catholic Church. You know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, when she did that, it's like, wow. So how would it affect her? But I think it was still a, a hot performance. Mm-hmm. I think she's very talented. You know, and I'm not just saying that because it was the Chiefs. I don't think she's very talented. <laughs> I, think, I think that most of these female rappers are only viral and mm-hmm. trendy because they show a lot of skin. It's not about the talent anymore. So you think anybody at, at the can moment, rhyme she's two hot. words together. She's hot because she shows her body when she okay. raps. So right now, you know, back then they didn't want her. Right now they all up on her. Back in the day, even with the male <laughs> MCs, it's like who's cool right now. But back in the day it was about the lyrics, and right now it's not about the lyrics because all they talk about now is wops and whatever drugs money like well, Megan Australia has some good songs she has she's a really good lyricist though. right I disagree I mean, she's a pretty good lyricist so so here's the thing I think she's okay I mean when it comes to lyricists I'm not really you know I don't really concentrate on that stuff but come on now look Kim Foxy Brown all of them had some racy lyrics without exactly. a doubt you and can listen to their stuff today her stuff look Kim's stuff to me was more racier than wow I've heard that before those are the ones who got all of the attention right. as opposed to the ones who are actually focused on the lyrics but you know some people say this is a very far reach and maybe it is but I'm really concerned about the fact that they were able to pull felony charges out on Tory Lanez right. and nobody was charged for Breonna Taylor's death I'm just gonna put that out there Okay, well, you know, two different They couldn't even find one charge for states, her. Not even one I charge. I agree with you. Not even a misdemeanor. And I agree I with agree. you, but here's the thing. A police officer was accused of doing something wrong with the Breonna Taylor, and this was a And civilian. a black man was, choosed, yeah. or was accused of doing something wrong. Yeah, so we have a Mr. Brian. We got Brian on the line, and let's hear what Brian has to say. Hi. Hey, Brian, how are you, sir? Hi, very interesting show. Two things. I didn't realize you were talking about the music. I'm a musician, composer, love music, write, play all kind of music. The music is debilitating our people, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's too big to really deal with, you know, but it, it, it promotes heathenism. Hmm. And and it's a, it's a shame, and we're all going with it. I mean, sagging. Where I saw a guy today, pants down almost his knees, just threw a bag on the street, you know, had a woman with him. I'm wondering how, and, and and the music enforces that. Yeah. And it's been going on longer than any other music. No other music. Be, and and the reason it is, white folks who buy most of it, it doesn't affect them because they got another something going on. Right. We don't have that, and so therefore it has another effect on us. Absolutely. But getting, and going on to the Republicans very quickly, it I don't know. Willie is a Republican. It's disappointing. It is a party for rich people. But my whole thing about all these black Republicans is how can you be want to uh, support a party who's denying your people to vote? Mm. Period. Right. Yeah. A lot of voter suppression. Yeah. A lot of voter suppression in the South. Yeah. And intimidation. Which is the only way they can win. Why would you? Uh, all we went through to get the vote. Now you supporting a party? Yeah. That uh, that's their mandate. Yeah. 
So here's the thing. Suppressing your vote? How, how could you be in that party? Most of them are uh, really, you know, we're, we have an identity crisis, and a lot of them are looking for identity, I think, black folks, mm. and particularly some of these black men. We've always had Uncle Tom, even though that's a misnomer. Uncle Tom was really like Malcolm. Right. He's been subverted like so many of our heroes, but, you know, the Clarence Thomases and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway... We okay. have to keep on going. Interesting show. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Hey, thank you, Brian. We appreciate that commentary. Yeah, I, I, he has a point with that, so let me give you my theory really quick. There's always been debaucherous songs. There have been debaucherous songs for a while. You can go back to the early rock and roll songs, the early blues songs in which rock and roll was invented. You know, and they always had songs, if you understood what they were talking about, that generation knew what they were talking about. You know, Tootie Fruity on Rudy and all yeah, that. Little, Little Richard, Richard was notorious for making sexual, uh, sexually, uh, sexual songs of sexuality, but you had to know the language, the language at that time. So here's the thing. What's the difference between now and then? Last mm-hmm. 30 years, we have social media, television. 40 years, 50 years, it's been broadcast. So the images, now not only do you hear it, but now the image is projected into I your mean, face. That it kind started of with television. Yeah, all that, like, that kind of thing. They always say, like, sex sells. The first right. moving pictures and silent films right. were pornography. Right. Like, that was the way that they kind of got people to come in because a lot right. of people are, you know, they come into that kind of thing. Sex work is a big is a big business that people yeah. put a lot of money into. And, 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 like, in the daylight, they'll oppose it. But in the nighttime, they... In exactly. In the daylight, <laughs> they do it covertly. You know? Yeah, so it's like all those kind of different things. I mean, like this kind of sexualization of folks have always yeah. been in the media. Right. And some folks have embraced it. Some folks reject it. And a lot, but a lot of folks at the bottom line capitalize off of it. And, and it's, you know, part one of the things that started off, especially in the 50s, was Elvis and his legs, <laughs> which they wouldn't broadcast. Was that sexual? His at legs? that time, yeah, the way he was moving at that time, they would only show him from the waist up. And then, as you saw his movies, he do do all that stuff, and a lot of people was he wearing gray sweatpants? He was, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's wearing some tight pants, though. <laughs> you know, but you know, but he was doing all that, right? And they said, no, we just gonna show him on the waist from the waist up because this they sounded like that Albert, not. Hey, I'm just telling you, that's how he did it. But I'm going to do. I'm going to win. But here's race. the thing, though: there are <laughs> millions of songs, so we have to be very conscious yeah, of the hot fact stuff. that there I played down yeah. some of the are other certain day. things that are stuff. purposely you know, made mainstream. mainstream yeah. Because exactly. nothing on my playlist would ever make it to and the radio. Imagine if they made the video for hot stuff, or even half a princess stuff. You know, they made the video for that. So, yeah. So when we talk about Megan the Stallion and, you know, her music is, you know, they've done it before. You know, I wasn't when I heard it and I was like, oh, okay. But I'm not I'm not a person that listens. Yeah, but to people are like behind her a lot because of uh, just her like because she came up through like those kind of like just those up and coming videos like on Facebook. Right. And, like, they weren't viral, but they right. were just like people that listen to rap would know who she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they followed her up through that thing and watched her become mainstream. So that's why like the fan base is really big. Right. And, and, the, see, and the strip dancing. And then it's you see very popular. And then the she has dancing. to be, you know, she's yeah, advised on how dance. to sell the music because if yeah. she was just rapping, strip dancing. she would uh, be a little different kind of approach to it. Yeah. You know, you know, Will. the strip dancing when they get, do you ever they strip do that dance? Pose, uh, 
uh, I'm just no. I'm laughing at your choice of words. <laughs> Strip dancing. But that's that's the only way the pole is not a pole dance because there's no poles there. But you saw the way she was dancing. Right. But it's not you just know, that. And they do that stripper pole. Because when I you like. Get down on your bend, bend like your knees. We, I like Megan the same way. You know, you bend your knees, you get down there. I like Megan for the same yeah. reason why I like Cardi B, because they are who they are on and off camera. Okay. I love people who are just authentic. Okay. But right. we cannot mistake that for actual good music. No one's going to care right. about this music in right. a year, let alone 20 years. It's novelty music Absolutely. at the moment. It's not authentic. Right. So we have, uh, I want to send a shout out to Miss Regina Gibson really quick before we go on the next break. She is watching us on Facebook Live as well. Hey, Regina, how are you? Thank you very much for watching us. Please share the broadcast. We're taking a break. We'll be right back on the Kendall Moore Show, everybody. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation. Welcome back to the Kendall Moore Show. And on show. that note, get your booty to the pole. <laughs> get your booty to the pole. Hey, welcome back. WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago, the voice of the nation, and the strip pole, apparently. Uh, hey, we're going to take a call from Rodney really quick. Uh, hey, Rodney, how are you? Doing really good. How are you guys tonight? All right, hey, all right. Really good conversation. I, I'm enjoying it, and um, I, I did have a chance to see the um, performance on Saturday Night Live that you all are talking about. And you know, the question that I had to ask myself was, did I really hear the words that she said about protecting black women? Because the images that she portrayed that were much longer were totally opposite to the words that she said. And it seemed like the images in my mind were more predominant than the words that she said. So I, I just was wondering, you know, did people, can people really hear the words from somebody like Megan when she's talking about protecting women, when all of the lyrics that she's talking about and the images like you talk about the pole dancing and mm -hmm. you know booty dropping and all that are just totally the opposite right and, and that's a very good point thank you for that yeah so i do believe that you can take someone like megan the stallion in the context that you're saying when you say like megan the stallion right i believe you can take somebody like that seriously but i think that there was a mixed message if she's going to talk about protect black women, it shouldn't be before a performance right. where she is talking about something completely different. So that is a very good point. You should protect black women. But clearly she only said that because this is her first huge public performance after she just got shot mm -hmm. by a black man. Mm -hmm. And it would seem like the thing that she was supposed to say, protect black women. Wh and then, of course, you can't leave the black man out. So she yeah. had to say protect black men in the same breath. Right. But she only said that because it personally affected her recently mm -hmm. and publicly. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Aretha Franklin, uh, in her song, Think, 
she said in the beginning of the song, and that's not Aretha Franklin. It was actually somebody produced by uh, James Brown, we Godfather Soul. But check this out. She always said, girls, we got to use what we get, what we got to, to get, get what, what we, we want. want. And here's the thing. Uh, I, I understand totally what Robbie might be saying. He's saying that you were, you probably didn't hear her because you was listening to the boo tag. Maybe. But you that's know, what but, she got. But, you know, look. Use what it, you got. You got to use what you got use to, what get, you got what you to want. get what you want. Is your you know feminine energy, not your genitalia. Let you me know? just say that. But, you know, she is a performer. She and is that's a what performer. she does. And, that's, was, and people hear very, her. Maybe some people heard her. It was cringy. Nobody you know? heard her in that message. She only, it was very self-serving. She said that because she just got shot. Okay. So if she wants to have a message about protect black women, that needs to be her energy the entire time, not just after you got shot. Yep. Well, and Nella, so I'm listening to you. That's all I'm And doing. I respect what you're saying. I mean, I'm a black you woman. Are a woman. So you are I'm a black, black woman, woman, so exactly. it's a sensitive topic to me. And I also do not like hypocrisy. I don't like self serving mm -hmm. behaviors, especially when you have a platform. Mm -hmm. So you weren't having black, protect black women energy before you got shot. She got shot in the foot, Nella. You weren't having protect black women energy before you got shot. That should have been your thing the whole time. So uh, if you want to have that position now, you okay. should have been having it. Otherwise, yeah, keep your mouth shut. All right. Well, so all right. get on the stage and shake your booty because that's what you do, and that's your platform, right? Yeah. But don't throw out the bogus taglines, protect black women, just because everybody knows you got shot. All right. Shut and your Nella, mouth. Nella has fired off. And then Nella Beretta has we fired shift the page off, to the other booty page. shaker, Cardi B. Cardi B, that's right. Who I also like. Yeah, so Nella, Look. what's <laughs> happening with Cardi B and uh, Offset? I don't, you know what? I just really don't care about these people's personal lives that right. much. I'm trying to make my own money. But I did find out that she said that she's single, mm -hmm. which she she has been a very single. public relationship, right? right? So she publicly said that she's single. So the question becomes, when do you say that you have broken up? And how do you properly break up with somebody? How do you how make it official that you are broken up? All right, everybody. This is the last few minutes of the show. Call in. Give us... Give us your bogus stories of how you broke up with your lover or your significant other. But, Nether, I think you have a story for us, right? What? Yes and no, because I don't like to put my personal business out oh, there. Oh, go ahead. I'm not put a celebrity. It out there. Put it out there, Nether. But my, my bogus <laughs> breakup story is I was with somebody for a number of years, mm -hmm. and they kept making promises, kept making mistakes, mm -hmm. and I just got fed up, but I never told them I was fed up. So, so, so months later, after you know not hearing from me anymore – I had already moved on to another relationship. Right. I moved in with somebody else. And how do you feel about that? You think that was a healthy so way to end the relationship? I don't I think it was a healthy way for me to end for the you? relationship okay. because it was toxic the entire time for right. me. But um, I probably should have said something, but I don't feel no ways about it, to be honest. His brother moved in across the street. Just His my luck. His brother moved Just in? my luck. His brother moved across the street for me and told like Told now him. or back then? Back then. Uh, no, this is a long time ago. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, a grown woman. So, so, Nella, you mean tell me? You mean tell me that man like went to work years that later? Day. Maybe he moved in years later. That'd be awesome. That man <laughs> went to that man went to work that day. La 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 la. Did he come home and he opened up that door? I and know, the whole apartment. Uh, empty. No, I never lived with him, but it was it was a long term relationship, right? Okay, okay. I never lived with him, but I did move on. Okay. I I did it in my mind the way that I needed to do it, right? Okay. But just like I said. His brother moved in across the street, and his brother snitched on me. 
brother. Right. He I moved mean, across the street from you and told and told his brother. Was, that, well, and then he come knocking on my door at midnight drunk, and my current boyfriend is like, "I'm gonna call the police <laughs> if you don't get this man away was from my house." Was they playing that sad violin music? He should have been like the little violin with your pink with your pointer and your thumb, just a little. Okay. So what happened when your your new man opened up the door? What he didn't open up the door. He was like, either you get rid of him or the police are gonna get rid of him. Oh wow! So it was it wasn't a good situation. I wish it would have gone better, but yeah, that's my oh my botched breakup story. I feel so sorry for that brother. No, I feel sorry for me (laughs) that his brother moved in across the street. Well, I mean, you you obviously are doing well. You survived it, so I mean, it didn't affect you very much. So let me ask you really quick. uh, And with October being Domestic Violence Awareness Month, we do need to call that out, and I'm very grateful that. Yeah. I haven't had those kinds of issues. That's so Okay. All right. Well, I want to send a shout out to Miss uh, Regina Gibson. She is watching us on Facebook Live as well. Hey, Regina, how are you? Thank you very much for watching us. And also a shout out to Mr. Don Nation and Gloria Scales Brown. Hey, what's up? We appreciate you very mm-hmm. much. You know, what side of town y'all from? West side? Y'all all right. <laughs> okay. So let me uh, admit something. Okay. Uh, that has happened to me. Which part? That has happened to me where I came home. I was with a person for a number of years. I came home, I opened up the door, and she was gone. Dang. What'd you do? But you know what? I'm glad she left. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm glad because for a period of time, I didn't want to be with that person. And that's you know, just after a period of time, I, I realized I wasn't going nowhere. And sometimes you hang on to something you don't need to hang on to. Go. Right. And you, you know, And it's hard for you to let go because you still – even though you don't love that person, you still kind of care about that person. Yeah, you want that person to make that next move. I'm yeah. sorry, Isaiah. I would say um, maybe a different tone from what you all were saying at the end of the show, but, like, healthy relationships take work. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that there's an excuse for cheating or domestic violence or anything like that. That right. is when, you, you know, those are things that I think are inexcusable. But what I mean is, like, communication and trust and straightforwardness and being able to talk to each other and have those difficult conversations and to grow and to adapt. And to know that, like, not everything is going to be okay because some things make you feel certain kinds of way and you yeah. have to constantly work on it and, you know, make a commitment to it and make a choice to want to be in that relationship Absolutely. and be yeah. with that person. So, you know, healthy relationships take work. A lot of people think that, you know, for some people it may work, but some people want to just, you know, have a relationship and just let it work on itself. Right. Without ever talking about it, addressing anything that comes up, and that's what leads to kind of stuff that, you know, resent folks for stuff. And right. The yeah. stuff builds up. And it becomes toxic after a while, and then you just want to leave and not even want to, you know, tell them. Right. So this all like this, this whole <laughs> issue arrived because Offset saw that she had put on her Facebook blog she or her divorce, Instagram so that she had uh, claimed herself officially single. Well, he needs to stop Which guys are coming. Yeah, like he cheated. And he, he feels he a certain kind of way. Well, yeah. let him feel a certain kind of way. Guys he should have felt a certain kind of way. To ask her out now. He he like how embarrassing is that for her to have to deal with that All every, the time every few months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. But so. And yeah. they got a kid together? Come on. Yeah, it's too, it's too much. Yeah. But you know what? Those type of marriages, to me, I'm like, what do, what do you expect? So Wait, what? Look, entertainment is kind of. Those are people, too. And they, people, they, yeah. they deserve love, and they need to be held accountable. Right. And, you know, right. we can go into a whole thing about fu- that, but we're about to get off the air. Right. And the last thing <laughs> we need to make sure that you know is that we are at the beloved Family Community Wellness Center tomorrow yes. for yes. free COVID testing. Yes. Check out the KendallMoreShow.com and our Facebook page so you can get the address yes. and the time. Come out for your free COVID testing. 
I will be there tomorrow. Nella will be there tomorrow. Kendall of course, Marshall Kendall, we'll the big there. dog, will be there tomorrow. So we'll see you there. And we'll see you next week at the Have Kendall Moore weekend. Show. WBON 1690 AM signing out.